So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred I'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels aren't you You call it the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This used to be called The Big Mac or The Big Kahuna. It's really dating us. I don't know what it would be called today. I call it The Big Mac, which is the solo a Star Wars story commentary. So the most pumped I've been of doing a commentary since the Rogue One commentary. And lo and behold, who am I here with but good buddy, New York City hangout friends now, and senior Star Wars contributor, Simi Klimo for Han Solo Movie, baby. Simi! Hey, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me again. This is, this is super exciting. This is uh, what we've been waiting for. We, we always talked about mm-hmm. all the different things that, uh, you know, in the past, but now this is an actual uh, Star Wars happening in the now it was just released on dvd slash uh video play i'll be watching it on google play and Mm -hmm. i'm super excited to uh to talk about one of my favorites with you so guys so i have i went to new york city for my birthday and did stay with simi this past weekend and just because i want to share a quick story about star wars with y'all then i'm going to give simi sort of just word like opening slash closing word and that is going to be the intro and we are going to get right into it because we got a lot of time and we got a lot to cover and it's gonna be like return of the jedi we're gonna have plenty of time to get through everything so simi first of all Thank you so much for hosting me on my birthday. Your wife is one of the coolest of all the wives I've met. And I've met many cool wives. But, like, the fact that she not only liked, but, like, a new V for Vendetta well, I was like, where where do you find people like this? I have to move to New York City. They don't exist in Philadelphia, as far as I know. She is super cool and was so nice. And you guys were amazing and took me out to dinner. And thank you so much. I am a very, very lucky man, um, and yeah, she kills me in jeopardy and knows all sorts of nonsense oh, yeah. more than me. Yeah, she, you and she's I could play impressive. together a word game against her, and she would smoke us. She'd smoke yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. She's a chemistry degree. She she knows what she's doing. And so. but here's the similarities to me: is you know I'm always saying the reason we work so well and you work so often well the Bizzlecast is specifically that you are a hardcore Star Wars fan, but, and this is no insult to anyone, not a hardcore nerd in general, and that, and you are just, tune out the noise, like, you don't, you listen to all the nonsense, but you bring the same level of knowledge and passion, I, I, I don't know what Raina's favorite movies are, I'm just getting to know her, but it seems like she has a similar approach of being open-minded towards film, and I guess what I'm saying is, I'm starting to realize that for any potential partner, she would literally need to like watching a lot of good movies. It seems like you guys have that, and that was really cool. Yeah, and also just the idea of 
watching a bunch of like we watch probably we, we get into different series nowadays because that's like the more popular but thing you, but those you are basically put movies on, no, but you put on star wars rebels as background music and like not only was she cool with it but she was just like yeah i'm doing my thing and me and you were talking to me like a second i'm like are we watching rebels season four shit yeah, I mean, we, we do stuff like that. I always have some That's sort of awesome. a Star Wars. But then we watch the things that we watch together. Like, we, mm-hmm. we're watching Ozarks right now. We're, oh, nice. Um, He's so great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're actually all, you know, we love uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff we get into. Okay. So right. we watch our shows. I watch my shows. And yep. then she uh, definitely the entertains, yep. yeah, entertains my uh my my star wars all the time she likes star wars i love and live she she likes hey man i I felt so comfortable with her like immediately i straight up asked her the question i don't know if you were in the room or not about how she felt about me like sucking you into this vortex of star wars and she was like i'm mostly okay with it (laughs) or something i mean that was the sentiment essentially i was like okay i'll take it I'll take it. Yeah, dude. And you got to, and she lets me keep the the Pez collection. Oh, the on, Pez. On full display. So. Uh, I wish I, if we have time, I'll tell the Kinder glory. story with the Ray killing Kylo thing, which is hilarious. That's it's great. Like we're not killing children with the Kinder eggs, but <laughs> killing Kylo within the Deathly Kinder egg. It's brilliant. Um, but really quickly, Simi, I just want to tell a quick story because this is a mutual friend of ours. Her name's Jessica. I'll leave her last name out of it because she's kind of a big deal. And uh, But she's an old friend of both of ours. I mean, she's way an old friend of you. Right? I mean, she's a sister to you, essentially. Yes, and, I've and known we've her talked- since she, before she was born, we say. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah. by the way, I, I, I can't believe it took, me th- it took someone 37 years, and it had to be me to give her the nickname HBIC, and it took her a while to be like what it was, and then she was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you are the <laughs> HBIC, motherfucker, um, but she has kids. She's one that's four and a half. She's another that's two and a half. They get along great. It's the first time I met them as like, you know, grown kids and not babies. And their four and a half year old loves fucking Star Wars. He's wearing a BB-8 shirt. He was, had a lightsaber. He had a list of like philosophical questions about Star Wars. I'm not making this up. Like, why does Darth Vader have a red lightsaber and kill people? Like, that was literally one of his questions. Well, you could answer that. Well, here's Pretty the thing. Wild, probably. His parents, while some of the most intellectual and well-read and beautiful people on the planet, nevertheless, are not equipped for this particular property, Mr. Klimo. No, and no. I had to have great. a talk with our friend Jess about it, and it was a great talk, and I gave her all the reasons why four-and-a-half-year-old Henry was mature enough and ready enough to watch Star Wars, and not only that, but the family should watch it together, and it's a message they kind of all need to hear, even if it's been a while. And I totally sold her on it. I mean, you know, because I, I truly believe that if you're a mature four and a half year old boy, you need to see Luke Skywalker looking over the dunes at the binary sunset. Am I wrong? It's 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 every growing man needs to understand that grapple. Yeah. Every remember what we said man. when he was playing with the uh, plane was like, yeah. he's us. Luke is us. That's why we love it. You know, like this, he may be 18, but he is us. And, and so, I think, yeah. I think what, it, you know, we've talked about this before, what Star Wars is able to do. Well, hold on, let this. me just finish the story, which is Sorry, that go ahead. Henry wants me to come up and watch it with them. Oh, that's cute. And That'll just, just kind of trying to hook me up with one of our friends on the side. So we're trying to set up a whole like New York weekend That'd and be great. watch the, and they need to get a new TV anyways. So she's asking me for recommendations. And I was like, get the new TV. Watch a little Star Wars. Do a little this. Do a little that. It's a beautiful thing. That's what I miss about New York. Sorry to cut you off, buddy. You go ahead from now, and then I'm going to count us down whenever. Um, but, but I want you to talk about anything. 
I was just going to say the uh, just the imagination, like at a young age, if you have an imagination, uh, I can't imagine what more to stimulate it than Star Wars. You know, if you can understand things and um, ask and, and are comfortable asking your parents questions, then yeah. then you're at the right age. You know, like if you're that's the whole thing. If you just sit there and you're confused and you just keep it inside and you don't talk to your parents about it, then, you know, you can get a little confused and it can be a little uh, nightmarish. But Ultimately, I agree with you. Yeah, the, let me the right this, age let me could be different for all, all different kids. Yeah, if you had a four and a half year old and they accidentally watched all of Rogue One, of all of the movies they could accidentally watch that you might be a little perturbed about, would that be like one of the ones you'd kind of secretly be okay with? Or Empire Strikes Back? You know I what I mean? Th- well, no, Rogue One is a little Schindler's List. You know, I- I'm like, not I saying I would want to say that. No, no, I'm saying like the age, accidental you know? thing. I'm saying if they right. accidentally saw it, as opposed to you know Terminator Two or Judge right. Dredd or fucking whatever, right. like great rated R movies from back in the day, but like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, there's always no. that message of like helping each other and sacrifice and doing the right thing, literally in every movie. Like, people hated Kelly Marie Tran's character Rose in Last Jedi because she kept doing the right thing over and over again, and it got annoying. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's how often people are doing the right thing. And by the way, you know, I don't feel that way. I'm just summing up the the feeling. But you know what I'm saying? What I'm yes. saying is, this is what I said to Jess. I said, Jess, look, you don't have to now go through everything. I was like. Show them 1977, and then wait a year, and then start working through things. But I also told her about the new Star Wars Resistance cartoon, man, which we don't have time to talk about, which is made for kids of his age, basically. So it's a great, great. time to be a little kid in Star Wars. Ga- so any last thoughts before Star we count into here? Gateway, go ahead. Gateway Star Wars. No, I'm, I'm ready to rock. All let's right, do let's this. do this. I mean, the sooner the better. This is what the people want. This is what the people get. Let's make All right, it happen. All right, Timmy, just really quickly, I just want, just for the record, just talk like for just 60 seconds about your love of Han Solo and we'll talk about it more as we go through the movie but just when Lucasfilm came up and you knew it was a Han Solo movie like your level of excitement on one hand to level of like dread and worry on the other well I mean it's always been the backstory that you crave we go back to this all the time about how we only had the three movies so and we never thought there'd be a prequel let alone more sequels you know so uh, we didn't know the story was c- going to continue. So knowing that the bat more of, of who he is, is going to come out, mm. uh, is truly amazing. And, you know, uh, we, we did a great commentary about, uh, our preconceptions of what we thought star solo, uh, was going to be. And there's some things that I was right about. And there's some things that I was, you know, really wrong about it. And, and it actually made me understand like the character even further. So, mm-hmm. um, because you really, he plays such a facade uh, of yes. a rogue that yes. it's really incredible. Like he's really good at it, you know. Yes. So yes, uh, okay, you know it, 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 that that's the one thing I think mm-hmm. everybody should keep in mind. Just watching because he's so raw as like yes. a kid. He just but, you know emotion on his sleeve. Yes, and just everything. But to, me, know, to be cliche. Even- even though I am more the like actors behind the scenes guy and that's intentional. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I have guests like you on specifically do compliment me where you talk about the movie, which is what we should be talking about. I'm talking about box office and all this stuff, but we do need to talk about what I felt was in way above average performance by Elden Ehrenreich in this movie and the ways in not only are we okay with decisions to do stuff differently than Harrison Ford would do, but it's actually the right decision almost all the time. So let's just float that in the ether and we'll get started yeah 
yeah, let's make it happen. I'm ready to roll. All right, guys. So if you don't know how this works, here's how it works. You queue up your Blu-ray DVD digital file to zero hours, zero minutes, zero seconds. I am going to count from three to two to one when you are ready. And then I'm going to say the word go. When I say the word go, you're going to hit your space bar or hit the play button. Hopefully no lag. And Simi is actually going to count the first seven seconds of the movie, which don't worry. All you see is Lucasfilm limited and some black screen with no movie. It's just to make sure that me and him and you guys are all aligned. I normally advise putting on subtitles. I'm starting the movie today because there's so much going on with no sound and just subtitles. I will definitely be increasing the sound semi as it goes along big time. So warning to you guys out there, I'm trying to shove my earbuds in as much as possible so you don't hear it. But um, I'm going to start with not a lot of sound. Um, but Simi, this is a very personal movie for you. And I felt like even though we did a great preview and a great review, we've never really had like a, the talk about this movie the way we have a about Rogue One and Last Jedi. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, dude. So am I. Let's let's uh okay. let's make it happen. Let's roll. Right. So I have the closed captioning subtitles on, right? That's what I want because that gives me everything. Yeah, okay. So I think I'm good there. I'm at seven seconds. So guys, get ready for the countdown. Zero zero zero. And when you're ready, you know, pause, we get ready, come back, and we'll count you in. All right, so you ready to uh count up to seven? <laughs> Sounds to me. Let's do it. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Here we go, guys. Here comes the countdown for Solo Star Wars Story. Screw the numbers. Three, two, one, go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Awesome. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I love the way they start it. Because they don't do the, the the normal Star Wars movie because it's not a Star Wars. It's so fucking cool. This Crime was a direct response to a resource. number of Star Wars fans being upset that there was nothing before Rogue One. Even though I love that personally, this is a direct response to that, I believe. You know what this, this the beginning reminds me of? Uh, the beginning reminds me of... Um, what is it oliver twist with fagin or whatever yes. you got to pick a pocket or two you know and, he, and he's like the leader and like of all these like little little rustlers little knee biting uh robbers um but anyway uh i mean when they get to the orphanage part the the beginning of this is incredible i mean it really I love is him immediately. Like just i love him immediately. so for the first time i'm like i'm in on this kid right it's one like bang after another, like it's one heart racing escape after another. That's oh, very uh, Batman ish with the with the rat crossing across. Uh, this also yes. reminds me of Batman. So, guys, this city. is Krellia, where all the best ships are built for the Empire, for the Rebellion, and for the neutral people. Like literally, all the best ships are built on this planet. It's like Detroit in 1921. Well, Detroit was a great city in 1921. This is like shit, though. Like this is also the shit of the shit. It's more like Detroit now actually <laughs> or like 10 years ago that's an excellent First point no better. it's like detroit in the 50s yeah you're right you're right detroit still making cars but Chicago yeah with its money so so we know that george lucas loves cars car racing american graffiti made him a ton of money and got him a ton of acclaim about car rate about drag racing in the 70s and it, it all led from there people don't realize i told you this once to me american graffiti was released today it'd make 600 million dollars at the worldwide box office which is a lot of cheese fries that is a lot of cheese fries. 
So this is the bo- got to pick a pocket or two. All these little thieves running around. I always think of Les Mis, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, fine. Whichever, you know, but it's the same concept. And, uh, you know, there's Mother of Dragons. Oh. Oh, she's incredible. God bless Amelia Clark. If you guys can't appreciate Khaleesi, I don't even like Game of Thrones. I like Khaleesi. I love Amelia Clark. You know, she got a tattoo of three dragons after uh, a decade of being on Game of Thrones. By the way, what the fuck is with Games of Game of Thrones? Is it over? Is it ever so happening again? Back to I these two amazing young actors happened. right here. Can I tell you something? Yeah. The only thing I find sexier than just a great female actress having nothing to do with their looks. I mean, obviously they are all beautiful, but you know, like I like Zoe Saldana and Scarlett Johansson because they can act their fucking asses off. But what makes him even sexier is knowing that women love these actresses too. Women love Amelia Clark. She is on that list of actresses women love. I don't know if it's because she looks kind of normal and she's kind of small. You know, she's like an underdog. She's not a big, tall, skinny model or whatever. She's five but two. People right. love Khaleesi. Men, women. You know what I mean? Okay. She's also here. a strong woman, like <laughs> uh, our traditional. Oh you know, yeah, you want aliens? We got aliens. We got all the aliens. So before this, this movie, one week before this movie came out to me, we said, quote, I'm basically quoting, Lucasfilm, you need to give us more aliens in these movies. And a week later, we got all of this gloriousness. Speaking of aliens, lady, they did a great job with Lady Proxima. That's it, it, it is a homage a little bit to Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, only she's a different Jabba the Hutt. She's the, uh, uh, you know... Fagan well, and of those, the hut. those vaguely lizard looking guardians at the door are straight out of uh, the dark crystal as well which is jim henson and very tight in with this stuff you know they kind of remind me of stargate I a little bit this. too i know they're real aliens but they look like the uh, fake aliens you know so you know who this is right lady proxima yeah do you know who the actress is uh, i forget it's the chick from uh kindergarten cop she's the uh what? Oh, what's her name? She's the uh, Hunt, Linda Hunt. She's uh, oh, Lin- oh, yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. vice principal. She's that little woman. She's amazing. She is amazing. So she, and she did. She was in Dune actually too. That was uh, don't see the movie Dune, guys. Read the book. It's amazing. The best science fiction book written, ever written. Movie she was trash. in the 1984 Dune, not which the, is trash. Which is trash. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, trash. no, it's trash. Let's Fine. talk about this. He Let's a talk about cartoon, this. But so, Simi, they did, uh, think, did the movie. Think your trash. brain back to this first time. Are you in on? Be honest. This first time, if you can remember, are you in on Solo? Because these it put in a very weird position in these early minutes, which is very challenging for the character. Well, I told you when I came back, like I had a great experience at Alamo Draft House. Shout out commercials. Mm-hmm. Let us know. We'll shout Sponsor. you out all the time. Sponsor. Pay, pay us. Sponsor. Give us food. Uh, I'm starting a Patreon page, I had by the an way. amazing we'll experience there. And um, the, the, the biggest thing was all of a sudden I looked down and there was only 40 minutes left in the movie. So, I mean, it, you know, starting from when he steals that speeder to now, which is, oh, this is, by the way, fucking hilarious. This is this is like the fun, funny, newer Star Wars. Do you remember, Simi, in our commentary, 
the part where k2 comes in to save them out of nowhere and throws the grenade over his shoulder and we're laughing and you're like this is when i'm in on rogue one yeah in a weird mirroring way i just realized that the fake grenade thing right there is where i'm in on solo which is funny i never made that connection with the reverse grenade trick but there's something funny about grenades right like one way or the other i'm like i'm I'm in on this guy the casualness of it yeah and you know and what? Like the- this is meant, sorry guys, this is meant to feel like a movie from the 70s or 80s, the way they're talking to each other. And you can tell because it changes much later. It's also a little back to the future ish for, oh, for yes. some, you know, I feel like. Yes, uh, that's a DeLorean. Look, look at that yeah. fit tail fin right there. Right, exactly. It's a, like, so it's a DeLorean inspired. Yeah. So here, you know here what's great about Amelia Clark? Can I t- uh, I'm going to tell you one tell you numerous things. Everything created by eyes. Her. Well, luckily, she. while I love her and would marry her in a second, she doesn't like hypnotize me to the point of distraction like Felicity Jones, although that might change later. But I know that she's going to turn on him in some form from the beginning of this movie. I just have that feeling. But because her performance is so great, I just forget about it and go along with the ride, which is what you want. Yeah, and I don't know if it... It turns out, yeah, I guess that's, that's a you word. You know what I mean? They're use. not going to end up together for obvious reasons. Right. Playoffs, you know what I right. mean? So something has to happen. And her twist was way less cringeworthy than Woody's twist, which we'll get to because of the way it was set up and the, the fact that it was inevitable and they weren't trying to surprise us. And it was all about the character's performance. Han was having, they, they have these one way conversations with each other coming up later where they're not really communicating and it's great. Yeah, and at certain points, I I was always questioning uh, her motives with him. I mean, this they this looks like young love right now that they're you know dying. I thought you were referring to other. me in the special effects because that's how I feel. I feel like a fifteen year old with a hot girl on the other side of the classroom right now watching this. Jesus Christ! Look at this. I forgot how good this looks, Sammy. You know, this is this is also like one of the more urban scenes. I mean, they did a lot of stuff with uh, you know Hayden and Obi Wan. Uh, running around the urban, but this <laughs> is like a trashy urban you know scene versus like a modern jet. Like that, this one feels like Detroit. I think yeah. that Detroit was a good reference, and the oh, other yeah. city that they did was, felt like Tokyo. There's the dice. You know, by the way, Simi, it's too bad Lucasfilm didn't have access to the Rogue One team from Jeddah. <laughs> Seriously, and they're like, "Hey, how do you make things explode in a city?" And they're like, "Like this." <laughs> Listeners, I apologize in advance for my. Uh, more nasally than no, you're normal fine. voice uh, and you, you, the occasional me. snorts. Yep. This is also hilarious. I'm putting you through an auto tune against your will this time. So you won't even re- recognize yourself. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll be like Teddy Payne. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy Payne. Timmy Payne. I Tim, love this. I. Look at this gig. This is so funny. This was the next moment where I'm like, I'm in is this one, but I'll tell you the main moment and it's the transition to the, the next major part. So I'm going to wait till that. So you go alien for a bit. Dogs, when they alien transition, dogs. yeah, go, go, go alien dog. Oh, they look so alien good and scary. Dogs. They look better than the Borgullet and all those aliens. They look fantastic. What two animals do you think those are? Dogs and cats. It's a it's it's a dog and a leopard with lots of teeth. Oh, okay. I saw alleg- I saw a lizard in there too. If you took a hyena, doubled its size and doubled its teeth, that's what it would be like. Mm. I, I was thinking like gator mixed with pit bull mixed with um, 
uh, otter or seal. Like it has like that thick skin. I don't know. So uh, other than just the direct story points and the fact that he gets his name solo, which we're just going to ignore because it's a stupid thing that bothers me that shouldn't bother me as much as it does. And so I'm just going to ignore it. Why does it bother you? Why just who cares? We're not talking about We're not talking about Thematically, well, we about- forget about the plot origin story here, because you know me, I get sick of origin stories, but I love this beginning. Thematically, dramatically, what do we get that sort of pays off later to you in these early scenes, other than just telling the story, if that makes sense to me? I mean, it really shows his personality, like, and it showed me that I was wrong about who he is. Like, he, she pushes him away, otherwise he would have come back foolishly to like fight you know who was wrong about who he is george lucas do you know i say that because lawrence kasdan wrote empire return of the jedi in this movie so the version of hot solo that we actually know and like is basically kasdan he said it's his favorite character to write in the history including indiana jones so i think that's the main lesson here was and that's why solo by the way has greedo shoot first in the new cut because he's trying to align himself more with the good guy han i hate to say it but but also, I always think Han. I do think Han is like still a Look gangster. Like oh he, he's the one who shoots first as soon as he sees Vader. Really, I'm lost in your eyes. Oh God. I know those eyes are incredible. But do you know, what I love about her when you see her just like regular Instagram photos. She's just like a normal girl. Like she's beautiful, obviously, but she's not like putting on a big front, which I appreciate, given her position. Wow. This reminds me of the of some of the books, the relationship that. Uh, mm-hmm uh what's her name question question uh, yeah question is it a coincidence that they paired him with a woman who is very short with big brown eyes who's beautiful with with brown hair (laughs) aka carrie fisher (laughs) he's he's got a type everybody's got a type. do you know who else has this exact type simi it's going to shock you to know who has this exact type of kira and princess leia and jenner so you will be shocked No, it's true. Yeah. It's very true. That's the, the way, type. The, That's exactly my type. Yeah. The stormtroopers, they did a really good job. Oh, mm-hmm. look, 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 look. Alien dogs. Oh, alien so good. dogs. Kira is climbing up my names list with Sabine and Jen. No doubt. I love her. I mean, uh, I have I a love question her. for you. I think is she's she the most underrated she actress. Mother of Drag- it's hard for me to like. No, she's Mother away. of Dragons, but she brings right. the Mother of Dragons. I'm going to talk about that later. That'll be my job. I want you to talk about Han, this early part here. So we established that he's traumatized being separated from her. He has to enroll. I mean, do, do you think basically when we talked, my only real like in terms of like compl- not complaint, but like thing I didn't get was the transition from this point exactly to meeting up with Woody's people to like converting sides, not knowing who's the sides but i think that's the whole point right it was sort of the early mid-years of the empire no one knew what the fuck was going on right i think there was a bit of a shuffle and uh hmm. I, see i i asked i was trying to grill you to tell me why you didn't like the the last name thing i like it because it he, he's an orphan like he doesn't have a last name you know what i mean like that like that struck me in this point that like he wasn't lying he, he didn't want like that that like the guy makes it up to look the same way. Can I like, blow your uh, mind? Can I blow your mind? Yeah. Do the scene exactly the same, every line exactly the same, except for the guard actually saying it. So he says, What's your family? And he goes, I have no family. And the guard just looks at him, nods his head, writes something down, boom, end of scene. How is that not better? How's that not well, better? Well, at what point do they call him Han Solo? We're here. What's your name, son? Han. Han what? 
We might be a little separate. Who are your people? Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. I no, like but wait, this hold on. Just, fuck, just watch. I like it too. I don't have people. I'm alone. Now, now, just say nothing. Han, and then say nothing. We know what he's typing. Yeah. Why say it? It's just excess. I just, I don't know how Larry Kesden got that past oh, I himself. I see what you're saying. Larry Kesden is the minimalist writer. That's why Empire Strikes Back is considered one of the greatest movies ever. It's because of the minimalism of it. It's, it, it, oh, <laughs> that's, this is the transition though. I'm going to be the best pilot ever. I'm in a horrible war zone three years later with, <laughs> look at I love when he's like, but what are, what's the point, sir? I think this is funny. I think this is so funny. I know how dark this is to me. This is funny. <laughs> Almost where? I love that part. <laughs> Victory is. By the way, he's also experiencing the Empire the way young Jin did, just from a different angle. Luck, I mean, it's it's weird to say that it's lucky Jin had Saw, but it's lucky Jin had Saw. No, it's, she she learned to survive because of Saw. Otherwise, oh, she would, would have been a little staff brat. When he mastered hey. the Western gunslinging baby, which is so hard to do late in his career, motherfucker. Tell him, tell tell everybody what this war is and where they are. Like, because some of this shit is a little confusing. I don't know. You, you know? were the one who identified this. There's John Favreau's alien character trying to hide, and that's all already knows. Right, right, right. He's right, hiding right. there. There's Val. It's too bad about Val. They killed poor Val. Oh, I love Val. Are you? You don't like no. Westworld? No, but I love the cast, just like Game of Thrones. I like the first season of Westworld, and I never got into the second season. I, I've, I've been wanting to try it. Again, I'd rather watch two and a half hours incredible. of Blade Runner than ten hours of Westworld, which is basically the same thing. That's my thing. But you saw her in Crash. Yeah, which in retrospect was a problematic movie, but she's amazing. She's amazing. I love everything she's in. You didn't like care. Crash? Just, that's a different topic. She's amazing. Look at her too. She's like fifty. She looks spectacular. Look at her. I know. Oh, I love Beckett. Sparky, Sparky. I wish he was chewing tobacco. Like he really should be chewing tobacco. But his character is fucking incredible in this. And this is all about a heist, mm-hmm. which is even more incredible. That there's like a, a scam mm-hmm. within a scam. And this whole this whole like back and forth right here is incredible. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's drinking just like Hamage. Mm-hmm. He likes that character. <laughs> Nobody cares. Woody Harrelson has one of the highest batting averages for great movie performances of all time. It's not even close. He's like Marlon fucking Brando, dude. He's better than Brando. I mean, he's never not great ever. What's your favorite? Recently. <laughs> I mean, recently, Age of 17 with, with Haley Steinfeld might be my favorite, actually. He's he seems like the creepy burnout history teacher who's the only person that awkward Haley Stein, 17-year-old Haley Steinfeld can talk to because she thinks she's such an outcast, and he, doesn't like to, he pretends like he doesn't talk, like talking, everybody likes it, and then she meets his family later and realizes he's a sweet guy, but he's hilarious. They're hilarious together. No, he's great, and I think he was also just in that three board, billboards... Uh I'm just wondering. So this what, is, no, this, this is important. where he Here commits mutiny. Yeah, this is why the Trumpers hate these movies right here. This is exactly why the Trumpers hate this movie. They, they've hated Rogue One, they hate Last Jedi, and they hate this movie for exactly this. Because he's a rebel. Because he's well, he questioning went- authority, which right. would be the basic right and expectation of every human being. It is a human well, right to question a, authority publicly. Nah, when you're a military person, you you sign that away. 
like actually normally if, you said, if that happened you'd be putting like the brig like you'd go to military jail for saying something like that right away yes but, but he clearly hasn't battle. been informed who or what they are fighting for you fight for america maybe we don't agree with what they're fighting for but they kind of know what they're fighting for to a certain degree they literally don't know they you know there's like three four five sides fighting each other here and that's why yes i i don't know what this battle is but this is early days of the empire Oh, that's great. I love it. He's still love a dead man. It's such an obvious thing to notice, but in the war zone, I guess Woody felt like no one would notice it, right? <laughs> he should also do a remake of like all Jack Nicholas or Nicholson uh like movies. Like he should do like One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. He probably does a really great Jack. I only got through like half of uh True Detective, but him and McConaughey are spectacular together in the stuff I've seen. He's got beautiful mind creatures, right? Yeah. Like he's a deep intellectual. I got a mind of my own. <laughs> the Carillion. Not for the long. The Virginian, sorry. Oh, here it comes. I'm turning up the sound. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> you might have heard, man, that this guy's voice, John Favreau, who's an acclaimed director, actor, producer, and writer, just got paid $100 million to make one of the biggest TV series of all time that happens to be by Mandalorians after Return of the Jedi for Star Wars on television. Is, it, is he doing uh, <sighs> Lion Sorry. King as well? Yes. I just saw the picture with Donald Glover and Beyonce. I had a heart attack. I was just going to say, in Childish Gambino. I'm in. Also Disney, you right. own me. He's you Simba. own me. Everything you want, Disney. And I don't even like Pixar. I'm, I'll give you everything you want. You have it all. Just give it to me. You know, it's funny. I went through this stage in life where I thought Disney was, like, fucking awesome. And then I thought I outgrew it. And as soon as I thought I outgrew it, like, they bought everything I love. Up. Here you know go. what I mean? Simmy, you're, you're up, baby. You're up. You're up so to this is this is when they're actually in the shit. And this is when you make good friends. And by the way, we talked about this on the other podcast. Yes. They, I'm going to let you talk for a couple minutes, so go ahead. How, how did you guys meet? You guys seem like you flashed to some cantina. They're having drinks. How did you then meet? Oh, you know, I ended up in a jail cell, and they fed me to him. And then, you know, we became friends after that. So he is. That was pretty good. Here he comes, and I mean the most lovable alien in the history of cinema. You know this guy played basketball for Penn State. Have you noticed that there's little kids who have phobias of like all mascots and creatures, but they are not scared of Chewy? This is a little scary. This, but we've never seen him like. But you know what I mean, like normal Chewy. He looks like Swamp Thing or like I mean, Bigfoot in this. Do you know what this, I love? He's all muddy. With the, his relationship with Ray, they've made him even sweeter in the new saga. I think it's one of the most underrated parts of the new saga trilogy is his relationship with Ray, how loyal it is. I love how this is also a great uh, example of a Wookiee's strength. They never really showed it. Uh, everybody talks about it, but that's a pretty. This, this fight shows like how strong he really is. That was disgusting. He just bit him. This guy was an All-American at Penn State. He's like seven feet tall, white. That's what I said. Dude. Yeah, he played there. Yeah. And he also played in Europe. Played professional yeah. basketball. I mean, fuck Penn State, but still impressive. <laughs> right. Here we go. Didn't they lose at basketball? Here's what I love about this writing. You speak Wookiee? Here we go. I can't believe he did this. 
But do, I, I think Han even tries to slightly betray him again at one point here, right? Before he gets beat up again, and then they really join friends. I can't believe they even tried to pull this off. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. Ow. Oh. That's great. Mm-hmm. Don't they make a... Be- oh, man. Oh, no, here it is. It was the fake they're fighting thing. This right, is great. Right, right. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and then he really insults of- him, though. Doesn't he, like, really insult him here? And then he, like, punches him in the balls. Oh, here it comes. You Kashiki and Moof Milker. <laughs> I need to be watching the Easter eggs. I think it also reminds me of when uh, in Jedi, when uh, Luke gets stuck in the uh, to fight the, uh, mm-hmm. in the in the pit at Jabba's lair. This is great. Could this you give you also, quick, this quick also film hilarious. analysis? This part, yeah. So we're at 22 minutes. So that started a couple minutes ago. And then we have the plane thing, right? This is exactly when the Jetta heat picks up big time in Rogue One, time-wise. Oh, this is when they're, uh, yeah. they surround... Uh, yeah, which is much different than the Marvel formula. Marvel has these huge accent set pieces in the first 5-10 minutes. Star Wars takes about 15-20 minutes to start building. I mean, it's been amazing action. But, you know, in terms of, like, the huge first operation that's coming, like Jedha and this with the trains coming up. You know what I mean? Like, but you'd think, they just but- build so brilliantly. And I'm so glad that they have almost have a Star Wars formula that's different than the Marvel formula, to be honest with you. I think it started to... I think, uh, yes, this is the bigger hump right here but the first hump was pretty good too and like it just doesn't yeah that's not what i'm saying i I know this keeps coming across in the podcast and that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is i like this method of filmmaking where you don't blow your load in the first 10 minutes like they do in the force awakens on the last jedi and it hurts the reds in the movie i prefer the let's start with b plus and end with a plus for scenario (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) i love him and then he says a line about like cuddling up with the wookies like You'll never have a deeper sleep. The curled a up Wookie. in a Wookiee's lap. <laughs> he says Wookie. Wookie. He says it with an accent. Which jo- only John Favreau can do because he's such a Star Wars nerd, and that's why they hired him. He gets it. He played Pre Vizsla, the Betrayer, Mandalorian. Oh, dude, we're only two arcs away from the Duchess Satine, my friend. I'm doing my Clone Wars rewatch, buddy. Oh, and we are talking oh. Clone Wars because I made a prediction ex- directly after this movie, dude, that it was confirming my Siege of Mandalore theory. But we will get there much later. Go ahead. How beautiful. Oh, what did I say? I got majorly wrong in this movie was that this is maybe the best special effects of all the four new movies. This reminds me of like <laughs> Tango and Cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's like, so this sweet. is my shower. It's my shower. Isn't it funny how men are so homophobic except when they're in the shower together? It's the most bizarre thing. But also like You'd imagine that he'd have like a big Wookiee penis, but like he doesn't wear pants, so where's his big Wookiee penis? You know what I mean? So the way they frame it, it's clearly about the hair on him as opposed to anything. You know what I mean? It's just great. This is it. This is a this really is cool it. scene. This is it. Letting it go breeze. Because uh, I don't actually like this naming of him as Chewy either, but they're establishing their chemistry here, so I live with this one more. I mean, he I love say it. He just says, I ain't calling you that. Which, I, by the I, way, everybody wants a Chewbacca. 
So I fucked up big time, Simi, because there was only two Blu-rays I meant to bring you with that system. And it's a Firefly f- episode series by Joss Whedon and then the movie Serenity. Malcolm Reynolds, Nate by Nathan Fillion, who plays a version of Han Solo, which this is somewhat uh, 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 based on, which is a more Western vibe. The Western thing was hinted with the original Han Solo, but there's way more Western vibe with this version of Han Solo, which I personally like, which I think fits with the character, which Kazdin, by the way, wrote like two acclaimed Westerns, at least in the 80s and 90s, and is finally able to channel it here with Han Solo. I just like everything about this portrayal. And so if there are inconsistencies, I think I've just never noticed them because i'm so in on this portrayal i guess it's sort of my opening shot for for why this han is great go ahead you know i i really really think they they didn't let uh let val like stay in the movie long enough spoiler alert she's gonna die in like 10 minutes so like She's like in this movie for like fifteen minutes. But she's basically. more loved than Beckett. Just like Paige Tico, who's in the movie for two minutes, is more loved than Kelly Marie Tran, right, who's Rose her sister, sister, who's in for an yeah. hour and a half of the movie. So you know, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, I like that's the why we're one so like great because we get those characters for the whole movie and then they kill them all. It's brilliant. <laughs> I guess, I guess they kill her to make it they, to have two women two powerful women of the same thing then it would have been this whole other thing and maybe that's what the bullshit is you know no, they kill the- her to sell that woody might turn out to be a not horrible guy they kill her to make Winnie ultimately a they horrible kill guy her later they could kill her later they kill him too he's a peripheral character she's well, that's like your opinion wife. that he's a red shirt and she's not because she's beautiful he's his wife he's just a dude like that's his wife no, from a writing standpoint from a writing standpoint they're both red yeah. shirts as we say fine or they're both they're marked red for shirt. death right. yeah right green shirts Right. By the way, there's the, probably the best modern sci-fi writer in my opinion John Scalzi uh, wrote a book called Red Shirts which is Imagine watching Star Trek and all the all the red shirts of Star Trek suddenly realize that they are red shirts and what that means. <laughs> they were like actors cast in a future Starfleet thing and that they're getting killed off. It's hilarious. It's so funny. But you could see their death coming from a mile away. Oh, look, the alien looks great. I love, I, I love what they do with Favreau. What I was going to say was, I actually a- don't love Favreau as pre Vizsla in the Mandalorian episode, just his voice performance. But here, I, I think he does a nice job as Favreau. But I don't care because he's directing the fucking series of our dreams on television, which we'll I know back it's going to gonna be great. He's really incredible. I love everything that he's been. Did in you listen to my podcast? Done. With Tim uh, about this, where I talked about how Katie Sackhoff and Tia Sarkar and all the amazing women who do the voice of the Mandalorian are going to be on the show. It's going to be amazing. Let me ask you something. Did you, like, were you into Swingers when it came out? Love Swingers. We watched that movie but, like, like crazy. When you were, you and you, like, when it came out, like, you're, 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 our, you're my age. Yeah. Like, right? We watched I it mean, when it came out and we watched it and watched it, watched it. Yeah, that was like one, it was like that Pulp Fiction, a couple yeah. Kevin Smith movies, like Clerks and a handful of other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Matrix, my friends quote yeah. it. Uh, I mean, he yeah. he's been doing great things forever, dude. Ninety five to ninety nine is one of the best film periods of all time. Very underrated. You, you could also arguably uh, credit him for bringing back the whole, you know, superhero franchise because it I, really can started. I, can with, make a slight correction on that statement. Yeah, you can a thousand percent credit him with that exact thing that you just said. 
Right. I mean, because without Iron, Iron Man, Man one and two, nothing, right? The success it's, that it's, it's nothing. Brought, it's nothing. Right. The fact that the Avengers smoked the Dark Knight Rises in 2012, Avengers made a billion and a half, Dark Knight Rises, sequel to the Dark Knight, got crushed by the Avengers with Thor and Captain America is completely due to Jon Favreau. And I'm the biggest Whedon fanboy on the planet who directed the Avengers movies, but that does not happen without Favreau. Here we go, Why baby. do you think it Woo! took so long for those to happen? I mean, it, I mean, it just... Because there be characters in... In, in the mainstream, growing up, Captain America oh, and guess, Iron Man, yeah, and up, right. you know, the X-Men and Spider-Man are the big characters. But what happened right. was X-Men got bought by Sony, who's terrible. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Spider-Man got bought by Sony, who's terrible. X-Men got bought by Fox, who's okay. And so they're like, what characters do we have left? They're like, we got Iron Man, Cap, Thor, and the Hulk. They're like, okay, we'll give it to some genius directors and see what happens. Right. Right. No, that's I mean, a good idea. When you saw Mark yeah, Ruffalo in the first happened. Avengers movie, Simi, there is no Hulk like that. I mean, right. th- there's no Academy Award level acting Hulk in the entire comic books, but you make Mark Ruffalo the Hulk, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. I mean, that, you know, right. like, yeah, it's casting, it's writing, it's directing. I might have met- mentioned, bad. by the way, that you if know? you have good writing like and direction in movies, movies tend to be good. <laughs> I like Ed Norton, and it was bad, that other one. Like, Ruffalo is He's hard great. to work a- with. Ed Norton's hard to work with. So if you're not channeling his bad side, it's not going to happen. You think that's why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christian Bale is actually much easier to work with than Edward Norton, which you wouldn't think based on, like, personality. But Christian Bale gave everything character. for the Dark Knight movies, which I-, I love. I love Christian Bale a lot, actually. I love Christian Bale. He's up there with Daniel Day-Lewis and a handful of actors for me. I'll literally watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's not like that for me, but he's... I'm not uh, saying he's as good yet or ever, but I'm saying I will watch literally any Christian Bale movie that gets decent reviews as a decent supporting cast. I mean, mo- uh, um, for The Prestige is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. It might be my favorite Christopher Bale movie. It's my fa- favorite Hugh Jackman movie. I love that The Prestige. I do like the prestige a lot. It's pretty cool. The best twist at the end of all time, in my opinion. It's so Here we weird. Go. It's so weird. Chewy! Here's what the Star Wars does normally well, dude, is Star Wars doesn't want to show us anything past the first third to half of the movie. And that's exactly the approach they should take. The problem is, Simi, with this movie, it was the first time they actually underestimated the enthusiasm gap, and they should have spoiled a few things to get more people interested. They tried to keep all the secrets for the second half of the movie, but they underestimated the amount of interest in it, and so they should have showed us some of the Kessel Run to get people excited. Normally, I'm all totally against that, but you know what? People are getting conditioned to not watching trailers if they don't want to get spoiled, so for people who want to get excited and on the fence i think you show them some stuff i do if you watch yeah. these to me what do i say is the greatest trailer in star wars history is the final rogue one trailer the rebellions are built on hope make 10 men feel like 100 my theme music to our podcast to me is the greatest star wars trailer ever they give away so much if you've seen the movie but if you haven't seen the movie it just gets you hype and then you see vader at the end and you're like all right motherfucker i'm in they never had that trailer for this movie and that was a big problem i'm sorry i'll, sh- I'll shut up for a while go ahead no, I was just, uh, I was just thinking, I, your whole Turn time you were talking, I had this Turn big smile on my face. I'm yelling because uh, my volume's super high. I'm turning my volume the down. Chewy, the Chewy solo romance. Like, business. She just, she's awesome. But anyways, I just had this smile on my face when he's like, 
little close, buddy, huh? Like, and I'm just like grinning about like their whole relationship. I just think they're so cool together. They're like so like meant to be. And, I like, think this is. Can, can, I, can I say something radical? Is yeah. it radical? I think the only better Chewy Han relationship in a movie than this one is The Force Awakens. I don't think we fully get the love with the original Chewy and with Harrison until Force Awakens, who I've said is just my favorite Harrison Ford performance of all time. And of all time. Wow. I think this I think the Han Chewy in this movie if you look at it objectively is indisputably more interesting and touching than any of the original trilogy. I'm sorry. It was hinted at in the original trilogy constantly, but if you watch the interactions, he's so in love with Chewie as a friend in this movie, and it's such a beautiful thing. This goes south really quick. Yeah, I think he says it goes south. <laughs> this goes south really, really quick. As Star Wars plans normally do. Oh my god, he's like, okay. No, I, I just think it's a, like... Honestly, this is the whole time is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It's been we're forty minutes in mm-hmm. almost, and and it's just a fucking roller coaster. So you know, like, yeah, like no, if no. you if you just said under, it feels like ten minutes, and no, like I, you look down and like yeah. they've gone. You, you there's all these arcs that keep you going and keep you yeah. going. Like it's just so exciting. And here's the thing, Simmy. You know what's better than two hours and fifteen minutes of Star Wars? Two hours wow. and 20 of Star Wars. You know what's better than two hours <laughs> and 20 of Star Wars? Two hours and 25 minutes. Give me more. Give me more. But unlike some of the other movies where you see some of the extended cuts that they cut, there's nothing I would really cut in this relatively long blockbuster movie, although not long for a Star Wars movie, is my opinion. I don't know what I would... I don't think I would cut anything. Oh. I don't think you need to cut anything. I think it's the perfect amount of time. I'm glad it wasn't two and a half hours, but I think. Uh, it, well, I mean, with credits, it's two twenty-five. But my, my dude, right? But it's not. I mean, oh, here we oh. go. Oh. Okay, so right now we think Emphasis Ness is just a terrorist fighting terrorists kind of thing. Like we don't know the spark of the rebellion. Real quick, is that a? Uh, you know about this music, by the way? Yes, I just think she's a pirate. Uh, is that a, uh, a lightsaber of sorts? This is the whole things that can fight lightsabers, which I hate. I'm not going to talk about. I don't, wanna, I don't want anything to fight, be able to stop a lightsaber. A stupid riot baton in The Force Awakens. But Fuck aren't you. they built with kyber crystals? It doesn't matter. The, 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 the kyber crystals used in the lightsaber are like 32 carat diamonds. They're like beyond perfection. Snow gets a die alone, kid. Yeah. See, I think this character is just more suited to John Favreau's voice, and because of the amazing facial animations, I really feel something for this character, which I should have no right. But look at him, Alden Ehrenreich, dude. We got to say it. It's been fucking almost forty minutes. Is killing it as Han Solo in this movie, and he's not even been the center of attention. And we had said that we thought everybody was gonna like he'd have to lean on everybody else, but everybody else could lean on him. Mm. Like he's this consistency. We, of- I mean. Do you want me to tell you the truth, character. which is that's not what we said. We said oh, thought- we said that if there was a mixed reaction, he'd have other people to lean on. But you and I never felt like he was going to have to. It was it, if listening back to our podcast, which I did a week or two ago when we. Had I to guess that was this. my hope and my confidence because I actually liked what I saw in the in the in all the previews and the trailers. He was a borderline but- Oscar nomination for the Coen Brothers movie from a couple of years ago. Oh, here we go. Oh no. 
No! 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 Did you like beautiful creatures? I like beautiful women. I don't like when they blow themselves up. <laughs> okay, do you hear this high-pitched female vocal music? Yeah. Do you know where this comes from? The cranberries? I don't this know. is just because I'm a world music guy, and that was literally my profession and my, my love. It's huh. Japanese. It's traditional Japanese folk music. Huh. Do you know why they do that? I think this is an I think. This is an I know. I think they're doing it with Emphis Ness to establish her as a samurai type character who's honorable uh, in our minds even before we realize that she's on, she just seems like such a horrible murderous thug. That's a great theme music. But Ghost in the Shell, dude, if you watch the original Ghost in the Shell cartoon movie, which changed oh, cinema anime. forever, Is which that, the anime, which the Matrix was completely stolen based on, the Wachowskis admitted openly, the music starts with that exact music. Did you like the Ghost movie. in the Machine, the movie? Go- Ghost in the Shell 1985 anime movie. Uh so let's be honest. It's a little irrational that Woody now. gets pissed at him that. about this, but he needs to blame someone. Oh, look at that explosion! Here we go, baby! Woo! <laughs> oh, and the black hole. That's incredible. That's an incredible special effect because it's something that like isn't normal. I love the science fiction. At some level, though, like. Do you think he would have made a different choice or tried something different if if he knew like he was going to like what they have to do right now? No, like, I think Beckett's he's upset about his off. woman, and Han's the easiest person to blame, which is the human thing to do, and so they do it the right way. Fake punch. Who cares? It's a fucking western. Let's be honest. Yeah, we would Western always rather have great. our actual actors do somewhat fake punches than obviously stunt people do more realistic punches, right? What do you think? God, he should do a real. What you said that that's a Western movie that he's in that you were telling me about. What are you talking about? Woody, were you talking Alden? about? No, Woody. Woody's Woody been be in, in everything. No, but like, what's a good Western he's been in? I'll get back to that. Talk about this discussion right here, because Simi, this we saw a ton of this in various trailers. This informs the whole movie, and Woody is wrong. This actually, you know what? Listening to this now, where he says you're in this life for good, Woody's wrong. He's not in this life for good. He joins a fucking rebellion and saves the fucking galaxy. So this is actually the first time Woody's wrong, and Woody's wrong again at his death. Sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna look up your question. Yeah. But right? that's why Woody's, Woody's oh, wrong. That chin. That's the whole point of Woody's character that you have to appreciate about Beckett. Beckett asks like, acts like he knows everything and he's seen everything, but he's basically wrong often and regularly other than negotiating. I mean, he's a no good two bit pirate. You know, I mean, in, in his soul, he, Beckett's a pirate and he's, he's doing it not for himself. He right. He reminds me also of the character, uh, that del Toro plays. You know, like just bullshitting, just, Wait, just which, money. Oh, wise. from last, don't go there. Last Jedi. No, that's not a good character. No country for old men. Woody is spectacular. Speaking of Cohen brothers. So, right. So no country for old men, which won best picture. Woody was like the major, like one of the major three characters with that's not really Javier a Western, Bardem, Tommy Lee Jones and Josh Brolin. Uh, that's not really a Western. 
It's exactly a modern western. That's exactly what a modern, a modern western looks western. like. No, no, I know. No, no, no. I meant like well, that's a what western. they make. They don't make John Wayne westerns anymore, dude. Those are racist. Not as a shit. John Wayne. Not a John Wayne western. Like like, like young guns. Like, they should okay. be make young guns. Actually, he should be okay. Billy the Kid, or he should be like Pat Garrett or something. Okay. Anyway. And then in 2016, in the movie Hail Caesar, which was star-studded and had tons of acclaimed performances, Alden Ehrenreich was un- had an unbelievably difficult role ac- across a- a Ray Fiennes in that movie. Dude, I grew up watching Cheers. Like che- I've seen every episode of so, Cheers, and I saw it live. Some people say that the so- so- despite or we love John Williams period. to death, however, some people say the solo soundtrack is the best of the new four movies. Thoughts? I think it's incredible. I, I loved how you just pointed out uh, the, 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 the how the music was that that Japanese. Uh, what'd you call it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's Japanese. Her theme shit. music is. I mean, look, the whole she's a black chick with own. red hair wearing Kylo armor with Japanese. I mean, Star Wars is trying to bring all this shit together. You she's know, great. like it's like she's all over the place. She's yeah. beautiful. She's great. She's strong. Here we go. And you think she's it's the Janelle Monet of the, the thousandth century. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good canteen scene with the music. I love all these yes. big canteens. This scenes. is so you, much you better than fucking Canto Bite in The Last Jedi. I mean, it's like a million times better. Yeah. I, I really like this whole scene okay. like because it's always like, how do they party? Can I, can I bring in a big issue that you don't have to address now, but I want to address, and I want to get this out before Amelia Clark shows up, because I'm going to get yeah. lost in her eyes, and then things are going to go sideways really quickly, um, which is, what this movie did to me was make half the fan base very sure that one of the best two movies is either Solo or uh, Rogue One, and the other half say, Last Jedi is transcendent, and all the other three are like just so so essentially like if you get rid of the idiots and the haters those are the people who are like the harsh but loving critics of this it's like we love the anthology movies that take place before the original trilogy like you and me it's like between solo and <clears throat> rogue one and the people who are like no last jedi's transcendent that's what star wars needs to be doing and these movies are like a fun little side venture but nothing truly amazing i i love this whole interaction and i love how fucking scary uh, uh, Vosses. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know who's been doing a lot of these cantina scenes for them in all the movies? Is Lin Manuel Miranda actually Wesleyan? Oh three, what what? Really? Yep, Hamilton. It always reminded me the original ones were. I think they were a little bit of the Muppets of uh, Jim. Well, Henson. because Lin Manuel's been writing music for Disney for a while. Then of course he did. Uh, he you know did mo- music in Moana and the uh, Mexican one that was recently, which I'm blanking on the name on. Um, Hamilton, obviously, but John Williams during Force Awakens, dude, was specifically like, I don't want to write any more of this weird ass music. So they were like, Hey, Lin Manuel. Okay, sorry, I'm gone. Sorry, I'm in shock. I am gone. I'm out. I'm See, tapping, this is this. I am this, tapping out of life right now. Look at that smile. It looks fake, though. He hugs her, and she barely hugs him back. And this is when she know you know something's wrong. Like so, she has to downplay it. It's in the uh, past. The past. You know what she reminds me of her? The way she's dressed like the women from Goodfellas, uh, like uh, uh, Henry Hill's side chick, the one uh, with the friend doing all the coke. Yep. Oh, man. 
But, he, but here's how like I, that, that, that so dress I watch, incredible. I watch nerdy things like fan reactions to trailers, but I like to watch mostly women and people of color because I don't care what white men have to say about anything. And literally every woman I saw who saw this trailer was just like, girl, you looking so good. Like, seriously, like every single woman was like, Amelia Clark was hot. I'm like, okay, the men think she's hot. The women think she's hot. She kind of looks like a regular girl. Like, this is great. Look at her. You look good. Right. A little rough around the edges, but good. You too. Oh, man. Oh, killing it. Up oh, there's the tattoo. Dude, we should try to get those glasses. Those are beautiful. I think, I think Rainer would go with them. We have all this, like, money on this website okay, so she's, from our wedding. We need to buy those She's channeling glasses. a major Khaleesi right now in that she's being super civilized, but she oh could strangle God. you with her finger if she wanted to. I don't. I don't like how they just made Chewie look like a stupid beast. You know, like he's just like being a beast. He, you know, what like, he is. Nah, he's civil though. Like he's. I mean, do you know how much he like weighs? How much he has to drink fisted. to get drunk? Uh, he weighs 107 kilograms, <laughs> and he's uh, seven feet tall. I thought Google about you shit. a lot. Google that shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, my Google All right, Timmy, we have to get it out there. There is a very minority conspiracy theory that these two have a, a bastard child who will be somehow related to Ray and or Kylo and or some character in episode nine. I will have none of it. I don't believe there is any chance that they would ever have Han have a child not with Leia, but that theory is out there and I just wanted to bring that up. I don't even know if we know who Kira is right now. I mean... But they could have had a kid three years ago, and the kid could be in hiding. That's the thing. We also don't know anything about her. Paul Bettany scares the shit out of me in this movie, dude. Seriously. God. For someone who I love as the vision, as, like, Data, he's so calm and good. He's scaring the shit out of me. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait. Could you imagine them playing the role of drunk, of, like, drunk uh, junkards, like, just to get, like, you know... Oh, and that explains why he had the uh, Millennium Falcon. Speaking of, hey, Simi, Simi, off mic real quick. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to this next scene where Voss is going to threaten them, not threaten them, threaten them, not threaten them, etc. And then they're going to head towards Lando's. As soon as it switches towards them heading towards Lando's, that's when we'll take our break, okay? Yeah, whenever, dude. Cool. That's cool. But don't you love dude. how Voss coming up is like, you guys are the best. I'm going to kill you. I love you guys. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. But dude, I, I actually like that. The bastard child theory that it is Ray. It, oh, that would it make would sense. be so interesting, but you can't do that to dead Carrie Fisher. That's horrible. Why can't he have a child before Carrie Fisher exists? It's not a big, there's nothing to do with Carrie Fisher. Because then Princess Leia's son is Kylo Ren and the other son is the savior of the galaxy, which I refuse. I already hate it. This is great. Explain their connection. So this is what the mother of dragons would be like if she's second in charge, right? As opposed to in charge, which is a big difference, you know, like this is a really interesting uh, uh, take on a performance. I have a question. Was it a, maybe we'll have to ask your dad. Uh, was it like a Look big deal that like Eyes we figured out that they figured out that like they were actually sister, brother and sister. Wait, let's get back to that. God, he's a great actor. <laughs> How those lines on his face are great. They give him real practical scars and they accentuate them a little tiny bit with the computers later on. He reminds me of Red Mask. 
Chewie's in here, which is great. Chewie's in the negotiating table. Scarif up. Oh, remember how I told you during our Rogue One commentary that they were mining at Scarif? There you go. They just not acknowledge it right there. That's how nerdy this fucking movie is. They talk about mining at Scarif, which is like only in like the illustrated guide of Rogue One. <laughs> I like that it makes her like the consultant and like the, the brains. So and I mean, like keep this movie fucking we're not even now we're into me this movie has the most clone wars rebels and prequels references of any of the movies and it's not even close there's just constant prequel clone wars rebels references in these movies and it's all lawrence uh, uh um larry kasdan's son jonathan who's like is much more of a nerd than we are who's on the writing on it here we go han comes up with the plan this is smart how does he come up with this he's not dumb that's, that's why he's dumb, that's but this is a brilliant plan. He, the, the, the more God, he learned Bettany's the details, so the easier he put together the plan. Bettany's so scary. This is what I fear from the vision. We get the evil vision and Avengers going to scare the shit out of me. I love how they're drinking rosé. Have they been having sex, these two? Yes. Against her will, 50-50. <laughs> uh slash yeah she's like an indentured servant like slash you know slave but she's not getting raped to the point of trying to struggle greatly i'm just being honest here i talk about jessica jones and stuff like this it's important to talk about women's issues it's a little weird (laughs) i think it's that look point to his face oh, that's it i'm in on han solo look at him I, i'm in i think it's clear that he that she hates him and that she he fucks her without his or her permission well i mean like mm-hmm. that she like kind of has to fuck him you but, know like but the killing of him in the end seems to indicate she's more concerned with getting his power than getting revenge which i think is an interesting touch but we will get back there yeah See, he makes this threatening, but this is actually a smart move. They don't succeed on this mission whatsoever. Fuck Woody, and this is my main complaint. They need her on this mission way more than they need Woody on this mission. Other than him negotiating against Lando, it's just been fun. We should do this again. (laughs) One more thing. If you do fail me, I'll kill you. (laughs) God. They're not going to get nominated for like oh, uh, any like um, of the the, the the clothing or the uh, scenery or any of that. They're not going to get nominated for an Academy Award, are they? Five hit it. Got it. All right. Nine. Robot torture. Yeah. (laughs) Robot torture. This is is ridiculous. This reminds me actually of the X-Men scene of of Wolverine fighting in the ring. But, you know, (laughs) we need to fight for the... (laughs) Droids rights. This is how you'd picture it. And Childish Gambino is pretty awesome. He did a good job, and he was coached by the man himself, Billy Dean. And I'm glad Billy Dean is in the next movie. I can't believe I told you. You were like, I'm hearing rumors they're mistreating Billy Dean. I told you they were not mistreating him. I knew it. I told you. 
Hey man, you know how little I listen to shit. So I I know, but listen to Kathleen Kennedy being George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's buddy. There's no way they're gonna not treat Billy D with respect. He's gonna have a major role in this new movie. Just making sure, just making sure my my Cole forty five is showing up on time. Watching Empire in particular, the impression is right on, even more than I realized. Watching this, then when I watch Empire, I'm like, he's not mocking it, but he really does sound and look like him. It is an amazing performance. Go ahead, Sabak. Sabak Sabak, yeah, Han Han. <laughs> a couple times, yeah. I can't believe Lando falls for this. He will never fall for this again. <laughs> this is it. So here's the thing, Sammy. My biggest problem with this movie is I love the first 53 minutes, but I'm not fully invested until the 53 minute mark, and that's a problem for a blockbuster movie that's already having money problems. That's my main explanation for why this didn't do well. I'm so mesmerized by this scene. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Do you buy the whole Lando's pansexual thing? Yeah. I think I do too. Wow. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh man. Challenge dropped. Do you know what a VCX100 is? That's the ghost baby. <laughs> The ghost. <laughs> Seriously, the ghost of the VCX 100. Is so it possible that Hera's you know, ship galaxy. is his VCX 100? The one that he's making up? He might have flown it at one point. I love, I love like how he's just slow playing him and slow playing him and slow playing him. Simi, so what I'm about to say is 100% a compliment, so please don't take this as an insult. Uh-huh. I, I believe that the success artistically of this movie proves that their television focus is going to work amazingly because if you turn this to like a three or four or five part mini series it would work just as well or better it has that much great content to it that much story like i almost think this should be two movies there's so much content in this thing and but i think for the mandalorian and the other adult shows they've going forward this is exactly the kind of shit we're going to see it's going to be amazing that's what we can hope for. I mean, more relationships that we're interested in, more characters that we're interested in. I mean, that's, you know, more backstory, more knowledge, more canon. Like, that. that's uh, that's what the fans that, – that's what I, I want. That's what, like, as a fan, I just want to learn more. I hate that part real quick. That's the only part I hate. That can stupid I, thing where he bites all his nails. Like, it's such a gimmick. It's like it was so Jar Jar-ish. Yeah, that's but the anyway, thing I never sorry. noticed. Um, yeah. I know this is going to come out of left field. Can I give Amelia Clark a compliment? I know this is coming way you, out of left field. I got to be honest with you. You you <laughs> haven't said anything nice about her this whole time. I know. What, what I'm gives? so mean Why to her. Now? Why now? Why she now? is so genuinely in awe and respect of him the whole movie, even while knowing she's ultimately going to betray him. She genuinely is impressed by his goodness. And I love that about her character. It makes her redeemable in a weird way to me. I love, I love this part. Look at her. Look how happy she is looking at this and she's happy for him. She's not happy because that's the life she's ever going to live, man. But she's happy because she still loves this guy at some level. And this is him. This is Han reaching his full potential, which we see in the rebellion. Oh yeah. Ah! I love this scene. I thought, you know, and like you kind of thought something else was going to happen. I knew he couldn't win uh, the Falcon because we knew that Linda was going to fly it, but still. Full Sabah. Straight I up cheating. How, like, it's low. low. Right. 
disgusting cheating. It's so bad. It's so frustrating. It, you know what bothers me? That, that like, uh, I feel like they went during this whole scene that, like, Lando actually never beats Han. And, and they always make it sound like, especially in Catalyst, mm-hmm. like with Leia, or sorry, Bloodlines, that, like, in the book that she learned to become a good player the way a good poker player plays. And they don't need to, like, have a card up their sleeve. So Calrissian was bullshitting, and, and, and Han was, like, actually the real good Sabacc player. And that, okay, and, and wait, like, hold on. Here's the lore. Where- we got to start talking about lore. So he knows who Kira is. You look phenomenal as always. I knew I was going to see you. Getting <laughs> jealous and angry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Harrison Ford maneuver right there. That was great. <laughs> We're more like partners. We are. Excuse it's me. It's so cute. Let the adults talk. Does he say it? Let's let the grown ups talk over here. Crimson Dawn. Hmm. I wonder who Crimson Dawn is, Timmy. <laughs> I love how they get right into it. Look they get, get that right fur into the on castle her. Line, you know? Girl, you look fabulous. He's such a good actor. Fabulous. Look at her. I love that look straight out of the fifth element. I love all the old school sci-fi going on here. It's great. Couldn't you know, remind- start talking. Oh, no. You know that you know what he just reminded me of? He reminds me of Luke when Obi-Wan and Han are talking. Here's the thing. Simmy, if they could get Harrison Ford for three minutes in episode nine, people would lose their shit with Billy D. <laughs> I feel like Star Wars is begging Harrison Ford right now, going, "We will give you a thousand, we will give you a billion dollars of profit for just showing up and hanging out with Billy D. Williams for a while." What do you say? He said, "I'm done." Yep. He was so. He, Except he said, "I do the one." He movie. loved this kid's performance and praised him publicly, which he never does to anybody. Harrison Ford. Yeah, but he's. Oh, this is a great scene. Yeah, you and I are going to have to just scene. agree going forward the difference in L3. She's the one part of this movie that kind of grates on me at, at, on repeat watchings, but it's has more to do with the sound production than anything else. This is a great scene, like for so many reasons. Oh my God. But if Chopper is- doesn't choose to resist, and K2 doesn't choose to resist, and R2 doesn't choose to resist, then why is she the one? Oh my god! Oh, that's a great line. That's Don't get me wrong. Line. A female droid beating the shit out of skeevy dudes, I am all about. That's not my problem. Right. You know, but this answer this brings up a whole other like can of worms of questions, though. You know about droid intelligence and AI and whether it's oh no, free we are on the same or, page about this. Everything from I her mean, to Ex Machina to Blade Runner to Battlestar Galactica. You know I love this shit, and I love when Star Wars talks about the shit. And you know one of my favorite parts of the Clone Wars is this clones and the droids and stuff. You know I'm I'm into the shit. I think her sound oh level is too high and too grating in the sound mix. And as someone who has delicate ear holes, as they say, I just would have pulled her back like twenty percent. I love the way she walks. You know, some people like hated it. Like They're like, "It's too obviously feminine." It's stereotype. It's not a stereotype. It's women have different hips than men. It's yeah. the reality. They walk differently. Like they got, they got to have babies. 
Yeah, they're they're not genetic. They're not the same as men. Don't they're, tell like, women. If you were, if you don't tell women that we can't cartoon, have babies because they don't need us anymore. They only need our sperm. Oh this is so sexual. They barely need How sexual sperm. is this? I oh my god! The one thing I oh, do love is they're splatter. all wearing all those furs are incredible. Great, great. Brandon would be really excited if I told her we're going to dress up like Star Wars and you have to wear this fur. All right, I'm full screening this shit for the rest of the movie. God, please bless me in my recording as I am not watching every second go by. Three, two, one, full screen. Okay, here we go. Full screen, sound <laughs> up. Fuck the man. Damn the man. Dun, 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 dun. I have to admit, man, even on the remastered HD, it still looks muddy. I would have put more color saturation in this movie. I think another pr- easily fixable problem. It's beautiful. A wet bar. <laughs> He's like internal dampeners, a wet bar. <laughs> I think they do a great job of like, uh, you know, like how would you do like, a, like he has a boot. He's so funny. The thing about the He's thought like, that goes into that line, internal dampers, a wet bar. He's trying to hit on her. Right? So he's like, are you a tech girl or are you a drinking girl? If you're a tech girl, you'll love the internal dampeners. If you're a drinking girl, you'll love the wet bar. You know? Uh, it's just great. It's fantastic. Lando's great. And by the way, Lando is not the stereotypical black womanizing guy the way he's portrayed in any of the movies whatsoever. He's his own dude. It's completely different. His whole vibe. In my opinion. In my opinion. Oh, I love this. Oh, God. They're great. They're very, those masks are very, uh, so why do you think Emphis hones in on Woody so much just cause he's easy prey? Um, there, I mean, they must have a line on him, you know, just, just, I mean, we end up really liking Emphis Ness because she takes off the helmet and she looks like young Maya Rudolph with red hair, you know, and you're like, oh, the rebellion, but like she's murdering people and destroying shit this whole movie. Uh, but bad people. Like, I mean, theoretically, oh, Solo yeah. is no, a bad person. This is the guy like, who worships Cassian Andor. I, I, I understand, but I'm just saying. She's very Robin Hood. I mean, in, in essence, like she's yes. literally stealing she from should, the, you know. She should so have like, apologized uh, to him, but you, it kind of happens off screen because of their reconciliation and agreement to work together. And I think that's what's, what works here that we don't get with the John Boyega-Kelly Marie Tran relationship is that Kelly Marie Tran is always right in The Last Jedi and John Boyega is always wrong. Here, whether it's him and Kira or him and Emphis Ness, they sort of acknowledge the middle ground and then come to it. One man's hero is another man's free. But this well, is I'm sorry. One man's full- freedom fighter is another one's you know rebel scum. So. What does what does Raina think of this movie? If you don't mind me asking, she enjoyed it. She she enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I think she enjoyed it uh, not as much as Rogue One, but uh, uh, more than the Star Wars movies. All right, buddy. So here it comes because the movie's about to jump into overdrive, literally for the next hour or so. So I got to ask. Where is this movie on your t- on your list of four of the new films, and what is your list currently? Uh, currently stands as uh, Last Jedi is sitting at number four. Uh, okay, okay. Force Awakens at number three. Uh, yeah, you like the anthology uh, movies, baby. I knew it. Solo at number two, and Rogue One is number one. That is my boy, Simmy. Uh, I don't have the same I, I list, though, but close. I appreciate it. It's not even close. I really, really... But like, I don't keep have the in same mind, the other two are some of my 
Favorite I have movie. The Force Awakens above this movie. Force but Force it, it's, Awakens. It's oh, you do? Just, I, as I've said, J.J. Abrams, like Joss Whedon, I just tend to like <laughs> their sci-fi filmmaking in, in sense of humor. But th- let me put it this way. This, right under Force Awakens, is way closer than Last Jedi is to any of the three movies. Like, it's Rogue One at the top. Force Awakens, not very far below that. And really not before. I mean, this is what I was going to say tonight, Sammy. was based on this commentary, and I'm going to re-listen to this commentary, and rewatch this movie i could see this jumping force awakens easily in the next month or two and i'm not just saying that like i could i could for sure see oh my god especially here god help me Lord, i love this scene i love this capes and it's so funny when i first saw this oh, scene look at her. uh there's look this her. one cape that really sticks out and he ends up wearing it at the end it's it's like hilarious you'll see it in a moment it's like it's so and it's foreshadowing at its best but I'm like, what is that, the Hawaiian cape? And he ends up wearing it like uh, you see it at the end. But, God, that cape is great on her. She wears a cape like no other. She could give Dracula a mm, run mm, for his money. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, she's gorgeous. Uh, but she's in the Felicity School Jones of gorgeous, right? Of, like, kind of bucked, like, uh, overbite, you know, a little non-traditional looking. Like, they're both gorgeous, obviously, but they, they keep finding Star Wars brunettes, uh, you know? It's, it's uncanny. It really is. They do a great job. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, Simi. Can I be totally honest on this podcast? You know, we all know how I feel about generous and Felicity Jones. This is, this is a very sweet moment here. By the way, I think the actors sell this romance better than the writing. I don't think the writing's bad. I just think the actors are great. And so that's what sells it to me. And in movies like this, for romances, I want it to be the actors selling it to me and not the writers. And so... That one right there. That's the Hawaiian one with the, like, this. And this is the opposite of the Leia kiss that never happens, of course. Listen, I think they could do a whole fucking series, like, of oh that gang... God. Uh, before everybody dies, you know, they all meet and then two, two people die. But like, you could do a whole comic book series, like with, you know, with, with Val and Han and, okay. Uh, but here's, here's know, where the Bizzle tries to talk about the beautiful women of star Wars without objectifying them. You know, how I feel about Amelia Clark, you know, how I feel about Felicity Jones. I will say though, man, when I do watch the last Jedi, I kind of end up having a thing for Ray by the end of that movie, which I didn't expect because I thought she was adorable in Force Awakens. But her strength and brutality, for whatever reason, I just find irresistible in The Last Jedi. I mean, I don't See, know what would they find, I find these, the, these women I find her, are just beautiful through their actions, their personalities. It's it's great. I find her the least. I find her the most little sister like because maybe it's that like she's. Not uh, with her eight guns. <laughs> well, she's like kind of like an orphan. Here we go. And, uh, you know, like, it's not really clear how old she is. Like, if someone was like, she's like 18, I'd be like, yeah. You know, versus some of the other ones are like old, like. They're a little bit more It doesn't older, matter. Natalie Portman know? was playing a 14-year-old as a 17-year-old. Carrie Fisher was playing a 17-year-old yeah, but in the movie, as a 19-year-old. Like Luke in Skywalker movie, was playing an 18-year-old as a 24-year-old. Who fucking cares? You can tell how old they are by looking at them. And that's right. why we, we made fun of Hayden Christensen, not for his bad acting, but for just looking like a child next to Natalie Portman, which he was at the time. That was just bad age matching. For, it had nothing to do with acting, you know? Absolutely, you know. And the I mean, age there, matching here is perfect. The, you completely play that Kira make, and Han are exactly the same age. It's great. 
Weren't you going to make a, a, oh, a resolution that you weren't going to uh, talk shit about Hayden Christensen for one whole podcast? No, no that specifically wasn't a diss on him. Here we go. This, was, this <laughs> I will say for I will say for L three. We're going to do a little problem. This exchange is amazing. Completely justifies the L three character through everything else. And the whole "how does it work?" Oh, it works. Line coming up is just killer. Great material, Jerry. Great material. <laughs> I mean, Please. he opens it's a just whole us. other sexual You don't have to pretend. I'm in the same situation. I'm sure you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and Amelia Clark it's has so just the right amount of surprise, but not total condescension. You know? Like, it's so sweet. She's really trying to understand this. <laughs> she's like, like trying to have girl talk and she's like by the way the fact that they recast sarah connor after this recast was the stupidest thing they ever done she was amazing as sarah connor and sorry Mackenzie davis you're not going to be as good i don't care that james cameron's behind it mila clark i love genesis i loved her in genesis and i love genesis i I, thought it was great i love you for fucking loving genesis that movie was dope as shit it's my third favorite like what yes it's clearly better than any of the other movies although sarah connor chronicles is the best i gotta give that to you here we go baby look at that planet porn oh man oh Oh, you had tried to tell me to watch that i never watched that was the other Uh, blu-rays i forgot to give you so i fucked up yeah is it on like uh although i did i uh, honestly i'm not making up this number i'd say about a whole dozen of the games i gave you are considered among the best video games of all time like all the uncharted games uh mass effect two and three last of us a lot of these are made by the same people like best the last of us is incredible yes yeah i'm obsessed with it well then you want to play uncharted which has similar dynamics but you're also like indiana jones and han solo at the same time not far cry no no wait you have have indiana jones Uh, in there yeah yeah that's uncharted we'll get there we'll get there okay so oh uncharted is dude thematically and plot wise this we see this stuff in rebels all the time right i mean they pull tricks like this in rebels in animated form constantly dude i gotta be honest with you i think i think people like some of our side shit too i think that's what makes it fun because we we give a lot of content on uh you know everything that's going on but like I think we we shouldn't be afraid to veer off on other Lucas shit for a second or, you know, during other like bullshit I can't tell if you're being serious or not because we do this all the time. So I'm not sure if this is like a No, I feel, I am being serious. (laughs) I feel, it's it's not shtick. I feel like you deter us from doing it. Really? Because I feel like I'm a horrible person who takes us on horrible side tangents all the time. Uh, That's the nicest thing you ever said to me. No, I feel like sometimes when I want to talk about like a couple other movies or like I feel like you're like, no, 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 back to back to Star Wars. Do you watch like, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee? A little. Jerry I want to Seinfeld. Watch it more, oh, though. they're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes out with Sarah Silverman. Then he goes up to New Hampshire. They oh, go I to like Sarah a diner. She's, he says she's the funniest person uh, that, like, that he personally knows, basically. He has to like, get up and laugh standing multiple times during the thing. She's just being herself. But at one point, she was like, yeah, yeah, I was about to go into like, one of the worst depressions of my life. And Jerry just goes, uh, I need some more half and half over here. Like, completely ignores her. And Sarah Silverman just looks at him and he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? I just said the words. I was entering the worst depression of my life. Even half and half? This to you is a major crisis? And Jerry goes, yeah, you know, from a comedian standpoint. And it's like, oh, my God. These guys are on another level, dude. These comedy so guys. Funny. On another level. And by the way, 
Alden Ehrenreich yeah. is a comedy guy. He's not just a drama guy being funny. He's actually a, he's a just he's a funny dude to begin with. We knew that about Donald Glover, but just because Alden Ehrenreich's mostly been in the movies, like he has that gene. And so, do you, don't you agree with me that it doesn't feel like he's trying to be funny at any point? He's just being funny. yeah. Glover is a right. I mean, Glover's been funny his whole life. He, he's a writer. He started as a writer on Thirty Rock. Yeah. Uh, but this isn't so, his. Yeah. This isn't even his best version of funny. Is the thing as great as he this is. This isn't even the best version of him. Oh my god! I love the homage that they that they pay to uh, Lando in uh, in Return of the Jedi. This outfit is fucking awesome. Like just just the fact that they do shit like this. I feel like. There's like some sort of a purist that would be like, ugh, that's so fucking stupid. Why are they doing that? Blah, 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 blah. But in the end, it's like, that's why it's, oh, God, kill the, kill them, motherfucking Wookiee, kill them. But in the end, like, that's why it's fucking cool. All these little things, like, you see the capes, that, like, he's a cape guy. You see, you know, him rip the arms off somebody and, like, you know, Han reference ripping the, ripping, Wookiee ripping someone's arms off later on. But all these great references, to the original three uh make it amazing and that outfit is incredible sammy can, can i just say one general compliment to kathleen kennedy who you know i worship and protect constantly and she got her extension which she deserves head of Lucasfilm. only one. Oh, you can do one go ahead I can only do one. She's the head of Lucasfilm that's giving us all this amazingness. Okay, fine. I'll give her one. No, you just I'll said, give her I? one. Okay, you can do more. If you, you had told me one. that we were going to get four, despite all my problems with Last Jedi, and trust me, I have problems. If you told me these four movies we were going to get of this quality in a three and a half year period to me, ten years ago, I would have been like, go fuck yourself. There's no way with George Lucas this was ever going to happen. I love you, George Lucas. Selling it to Disney and letting Kathleen Kennedy and people like Ron Howard, Gareth Edwards, and so forth take over is exactly what had to happen. I could not be happier with where the movies are, and any criticisms I have of this movie in particular are so minor. And here comes the robot rebellion, baby! (laughs) So as a fan, which is short for fanatic, which we shouldn't forget, I love the pace at which they're releasing things. Um... From the standpoint, because you're way more into pop culture and like understanding releases and money and stuff like that, I felt the companies. It's, it's I felt the companies and the money. Yeah, right. You're more educated. They're slowing the movies way down, and they're going to have way more TV content, which is exactly what people like you and me want. Was that the plan, or was that no? The evolution? That was not the plan. The plan was to put out a billion half dollar movie every year, but they can't do that. It's not sustainable, and that's not how people are watching. People go see a few movies these days, and the rest they watch on TV. So, like Game of Thrones makes more than almost every movie that comes out every year. That's kind of what I was talking about. How Rain well, a little bit ago, how Rain and I watch movies predominantly. Like now, TV shows are like movies. Hey, like Simi, do you think it's a coincidence stuff? that the leading executive producers on the first three seasons of Game of Thrones, DB Weiss, David Benioff, have been signed indefinitely by Lucasfilm to develop Star Wars content? I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, people yeah. think that's going to lead to movies. I am telling you, this is going to lead to more television shows, which ultimately, at ten million dollars a pop, is exactly what we want. Will look as good as this. And we'll get everything we want, man. They're they they. Ha- I mean, I I'm I've been the last per- resistor when it comes to television. But with Star Wars, I'm with you. I want more content. If it comes on TV, give it to me. This is such a cute scene. Cute this is not great. The right word. Sorry. Let each other go. This is the whole like. Yeah. If you love something, let it go and let it come back to you. Right? Yeah. Right. 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 I love it. 
He's like, I like dude, to think Han this. has like an eighty percent thinks that he's coming back based on that look. I think Han's got an eighty to eighty-five percent like Chewie's coming coming back. Oh, here hey, we go, baby. this whole this whole movie Woo! is about if you love if you love it, set it free, and it will come back to you. You know, look at him and Kira. Some of this scene, these scenes are incredible. And how they're looking through that little 80s screen. We haven't talked about this in a while, but just how much just in sync with the old movies, all the, uh, all the costuming is done and all the, the robots. Yeah, it's a real shocker that you and I like Rogue One and Han Solo the best, man, considering they're the closest in the originals. Who saw that coming, right? I mean, I look at myself, I'm like, I'm so fucking predictable. Jesus Christ. But are we like the old man who's like, get off my lawn just because we don't like? I don't know because we love Ray and kids. Kylo. Like we want to love them, right? But it's hard to deny that the filmmaking of Ron Howard and Gareth Edwards seems to be superior to the other movies, maybe. And it's not right. just the original trilogy, right? Because this isn't. This is between prequels and original trilogy. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny that like I forget how much I actually like some of these movies that mm-hmm. I trash, like. The Color Rising Chronicles, Chapter 5. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> he is such an incredible actor. He oh, sat there God. and listened to Billy Dean and does a great Billy. He does a great Billy Dean. I'm so happy this is exceeding post market, so there's a chance we get more of him, Alden Aaron Reich, and Chewie together. Oh my God. I'm out my purpose. Which is, by the way, if Chopper oh, had better so communication sad. skills, we might see Chopper do something very similar. No, us. Chopper's a little selfish. Chopper, Chopper's a little all about Chopper. He, he, he's, he'll he save loves everyone. Hera. But he loves Hera. Never betrays Hera. Yeah, but like, Holds he's going to save Hera, dies. but he's going to like wait a second. Dude, I think Rebels even though it's had Emmy nominations is not fully appreciated. I think the rebels is a brilliant television show for all ages. I really do. Oh, and his buddy comes to his rest. Yo, in terms of like sidekicks and superheroes, Chewie and Han or whatever you want to call it. Like if you're Han, who else do you want? But Chewie in your situation, honestly, but like Batman (laughs) and Robin, Chewie, I don't want Robin. I want Chewie. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. However, I have been some watching yeah. some of the new Robin stuff. Yeah, Batman's okay. I like some of that animated. The new uh, like PG thirteen animated stuff. It's pretty good. You know, I like Star There's Wars stuff on Netflix because they kill bad guys as opposed to throwing them in jail. <laughs> right. No, this new one. Uh, they they shoot people. They shoot people for sure. I'm not. A- oh, here's the shot. Here it is, baby. With the blaster. He's just annoyed. I love this. He I love Lando this. is just annoyed as shit that this is going down. And then L3. Oh, here comes the mortar. Boom, boom, boom. I do love Lando's outfit. 
I mean, they're not trying to replicate the final scene in Rogue One, and they shouldn't be. It's a great shootout at the OK Corral. It's really great how he throws him the gun. Yeah. And like, yeah, they're like, oh, man. they're Oh, he, the gun flip is great. Woody is great. With man, the gun it's flip. too bad they don't show the consequences of violence in Star Wars for our kids to learn what violence does responsibly to good guys and bad guys. All right. Now I'm going to be critical real quick just because we have to be because, like, you know, otherwise, like, who are we? When she throws this grenade, like, I really don't like this scene because it's not a great toss. Um, so. Wait, what? I just don't know. For a tiny throw- chick throwing a grenade? I'm, I, it's great toss. It's she fine, puts force behind fine. it. I just, I just wish they would have given her a big gun. That's all. Dude, she's like, got dragons obviously. in Game of Thrones. Let's know, go easy know, on her. I know, I know, I'm not talking no, about no, her. No, 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 no. I'm saying, Simi, I think she asked for them to play up her femininity in this role, in, in a way. It would be my guess, knowing Amelia Clark, because she's, I'm such a cold-hearted badass. And my fucking I wish, okay, I here wish, we go. I just wish okay, that, okay. like, her Let's thing is Let's throwing grenades. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, this is so sad. Yeah, this was dude, really sad. Amelia Clark's fight against fucking Voss later is amazing. This is really sad. By the way, Lando is literally risking his life for this. By droid. the way, for those of you so who are like, counting, I have identified literally zero like love relationship. Zero hidden messages or Easter eggs in this entire commentary. Not one, guys. There you have it, the Bizzlecast. No Easter eggs, no hidden secrets. You got to read the prequel literature yourself, figure it out. This is brutal war shit, just like Rogue One, dude, which is why we love it. Oh! By the way, two quick awesome scenes there. With the, with That's the, a great throw. What's the problem with that? Better th- th- that one's not great. That's how you There's throw no a grenade. No, you don't no, throw no, it no, like no, a baseball. No, no, no. That's specifically how you throw a grenade. There's no you way can, it went that far. Whatever. We've both seen Terminator Genesis. We know she can fight her ass off. I just wish she... Why didn't she just have like a rocket launcher or something? I don't know. Dude, it was we should do a Terminator Genesis around. commentary just as a fuck you to all the idiots out there. Oh, I do like Terminator Genesis. It's so good. It moves so fast. We could talk about it so much. The spe- uh, effects are so underrated. There we go. Yes. Uh, here's what's great this is the thing all of the cute little you know here's how this happened here's how that happened it all fades away because he jumps into the cockpit at exactly the right time and Chewie takes over the co-pilot at exactly the right time and so it all fades away and so you know what I mean like any minor issues I had at that point were just gone because they nailed this particular bit of lore Oh, this is so sad. He literally risked his life for her. Like, he he really, he was going to die without her. So, but he knows he can bring her back. This is I can't believe it a movie right? with this cast didn't kill at the box office. I don't I don't get it. A Star Wars movie with this cast, Khaleesi, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, how does this not kill at the box office? I don't understand. I don't understand. And I'm the box office know. guy, and I still can't explain it. It's such a better movie than the other movies, but it's not about that. Like people don't get it. Like they don't so care. They don't care that it's better. They've already told question. the Han Solo story in their head. They don't want to hear anyone else's. I don't think that's it. I think that's why I was asking you that question earlier about like you know from an uh, oversaturation point. Do you think if maybe they waited a little bit longer because they're waiting less than a year? 
for the four like what they they released all four movies in less than three years right yeah if they waited till christmas they would have would have made hundreds more million dollars it wouldn't even be close they're up against mary poppins and a bunch of indie films at christmas and aquaman That's which no I'm one saying. cares like about. what if they just what if they just spread them out like yeah. by like a few more but, months right. like like from a marketing standpoint oh, i get it there's a start to start fanatic standpoint i think it's awesome okay so simmy you may know i'm a huge sci-fi nerd i don't know if you've heard this before I'm really into science, science fiction. fiction. You're interested in science I'm really fiction. interested in you science fiction. Inter- and and not just Star Wars <clears throat> or even Star Trek, but like all of the science fiction. And all of this space lane, wormhole, oh. giant space whale, imperial blockade, parsecs, like everything space porn that happens for the next 20 to 25 minutes just makes me happy on a level they cannot explain and that any future woman in my life would just have to accept about me that I could never actually explain to them if that makes sense. You know, I, I, it, it just makes me happy on a deep level that I cannot explain. I mean, this is the Kessel run. But I don't love cut. it because it's the Kessel Run. I love it because it's one of the best space chase scenes of all time, and that was the brilliant maneuver. He really nails the voice. A spectacular way of killing this whole. I mean, Simi, I've said he nails it. The difference between nails it. The only difference between Rogue One and this movie in my book is Rogue One nails close to a hundred percent of the nostalgia references, and this movie hits like eighty-five to ninety percent. That's it. That's the only this difference. Movie, to me, this movie is just. Uh, Oh, too much fun to be. Oh, it looks so good. Of art. This Rogue looks so One much better than Guardians art. of the Galaxy or anything out there. I don't know the Star Trek reboots. Nothing looks this good. I can't believe this isn't winning awards for special effects, man. This is. Oh, here we go, baby. Woo! This is one of my favorite wow. Star Wars ever coming up here, where Woody Harrelson's like, "It's a bunch of and Han Solo's just like, "What the fuck are you saying?" Here it comes. It's like better shoulder than Kylak. I don't know what that means. It's like a Ginkelson's pelt. What? What are they? Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're still on us. <laughs> I love He's that like, stuff. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's a, that's a Jasper Woody, thing. God, Woody's great. What's your favorite? Woody I feel Harrison like, movie? dude, if you didn't know that Ron Howard was like seventy years old, you would think he was forty-seven watching this movie, right? I mean, you would never think it was like an el- near elderly director directing this film. He's really 70? 65. He was Opie. <laughs> he was unhappy days. He was like not a child. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. He's won Oscars. He's one of the most loved people in Hollywood. I love that he took over this project. I love that they wasted hundreds of million dollars to give him the project because they wanted a good movie. No one gives. I'm sorry, guys. I know it's my Disney whoring. They knew they were going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars by completely replacing the director and redoing large portions of the film. But like Rogue One, it adds up to so much better than it was going to be. Sorry. You think they lost $100 million? Dude, they spent almost a billion dollars making this film. They made less than that, even just in the straight-up box office totals, which is pathetic. No, but what if it was worse if the movie was worse? Yeah, it would then permanently damage the Star Wars brand, which is what they care about, which is why I'm praising Kathleen Kennedy all the time. Exactly, exactly. That's why I'm praising Kathleen Kennedy. Right, exactly. 
Yeah. I, I I just think you just never say anything nice about Catholic Like I just don't. I'm never nice understand. to Disney. Yeah, I'm never nice to Disney. You're right. You're yeah. Disney's yeah, you're like right. the Gestapo to you. It's so weird. No. Um. So did you see the picture I sent you for Halloween? I was at a Halloween store and they had thousand dollar Star Wars costume. I saw. It was pretty awesome. Till it crashed a thousand. and died doing this. I'm sorry. I'm just watching. We haven't been praising Aaron Reich, man. He's been killing it on these comedic lines. Look at this scene on the asteroid. They're playing the asteroid music from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, he's shredding that TIE fighter. Oh, that's great. That's There's, great. What looks better than this in all of cinema? In all of cinema, they lost money on this. What looks better than this? This looks unbelievable. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what's funny to me is that, like, <laughs> They're all astronauts. Like being an astronaut is like not that big of a deal. Is that because of the technology or that they're really? Funny, there was an article in like a major pilot. publication recently about how like yeah, things like Star Wars have taken the sexiness out of like traditional astronauts. I don't know. This because is it's cool. A side thing that they're scientists. I, I feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson should come out and be like, hey, by the way, these guys are scientists. Well, no, no. The thing about Neil deGrasse Tyson is he doesn't have a problem with Star Wars because he knows Star Wars is science fantasy, and so it's going fast and loose with scientific stuff. But like Star Trek, he's very hard on because they try and be scientific, which I appreciate. Right, I appreciate. Guess what? Well, I think here's here's the hope for the like future, Simi. You ready for the hope for the future? Science is cool in 2018 among kids. There's a lot of kids studying science who think science is cool and they're very smart and they're studying science on their own and think that science is cool. So that is a very hopeful measure in our society. Uh, I, I hope so. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be we should be encouraging or... the Elon Musk. People are like, oh, Elon Musk is a... Uh, He's just a blowhard, like wannabe, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, God forbid he's intellectually curious and throws money at like developing new technologies to help our society. Like, God forbid. Or having clean water for Flint. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, all of his cars had four accidents last year. You had four accidents yourself yesterday, you fucking redneck piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. It's like, the is, you, are these Pergil, like from the Rebels? That's why I always, I'm not sure about it. I'm like, are these the Pergil? <laughs> It totally reminds me of uh, when they fly into the mouth of the monster. In, uh, yeah. So space uh, whales is a very old science fiction concept, but it's a great concept because if you were big enough and thick enough and powerful enough, you could actually pull this off. Like there is precedence for amazing. this. Yeah. Wow. That's the Maw. The Maw. The Thresher Maw. Oh, dude, Mass Effect. You got to play Mass Effect. Oh my god, this is incredible. Oh my god. Oh, I don't know. The last of us look really at it, has look to be at involved. It. Oh, look at the mouth. It's so huge. It reminds me of the flying version of the desert scene in Jedi. What are those things called again? The uh ba- the uh not the rancor. The uh Sorry, I'm caught up in this brilliance. That's why, baby. I don't love that delivery, but I appreciate the balls for trying it. What did he drop in there? That's why, baby. So here's the thing, Simi, which you don't get a full sense of because you haven't done like Avengers Age of Ultron with me. It's like I like some sloppiness in my movies. 
I like them uh, to go so balls to the wall that there's some sloppiness. I so prefer this to the minimalism of Ryan Johnson, the last Jedi where he's trying to make everything perfect. That never works. I'd rather have like Joss Whedon's movies, like the Avengers, which hit 90% and the other 10% doesn't hit be a little sloppy. I like this in my movie and that is why this is so close to surpassing the <laughs> episode seven as number two for me on the new movies. It's really close. It's really, really close. It's getting there. I knew it was going to over the course of it. Oh man, look at this! Woo! So, so one of the reasons why I really love this movie, and like I find myself like trying to talk about it with you right now, and, and like not talking as much as I'd like to, because like I'm literally on the edge of my seat with this movie. Like, yeah. like people use that in like a like a term, but like it's a reality. Like I'm 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 my shoulders are hunched. I. I'm, 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 my eyes are bulging and I'm staring more like I'm hunched over. Like, By the way, Woody Harrelson, who's like relaxed. 65 doing almost all his, all his stunts, which are really dangerous and painful He's looking. Not 65. Come on. Okay. He's 65. No, don't do any. I got it. I'm going to say 59. What did you say? I'm so curious. 59. You're right, 57. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. But Jesus, he is from Midland, Texas. I do know that. We did miss the part where Chewie takes over the co-pilot seat, which was my personal biggest cheer moment of the movie. Now, 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 now. I loved... Uh, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, wow. Uh, I love white men can't jump and cheers. I mean, I've been following him. You're so old. May, you're you're barely older than me, actor. but you you are talking like an old man. He's not my favorite actor, but like in terms of following Woody Helsing in like No like Country for Old Men, Woody are you kidding me? Life. Oh my god. Okay. I love Woody. I love that. Like, do you know who I love Woody and Cheers? You know, who I love Kira, Amelia Clark, Kira. You got to call her by her name. Kira. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Simon, that is great. Special. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Can I, let me get in this bit real quick. So there's still technically 39 minutes on my clock here, which is insane. I can't believe there's that much movie left. I think it's one of the biggest problems in movies. They should just cut 10 minutes. I don't really care. Like I said to me, I want as much Star Wars as possible. Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, raw. Give it to me everything. But I will say this postscript with Emphis Nest is right up there with the Vader postscript of Rogue One. I know it's totally different in terms of like theme and what's actually going on, but the fact that we think we've seen the big climax, but there's actually a climax past the climax is a very Star Wars thing. And by the way, Simi, we also see in The Last Jedi, whatever criticisms we have, as great as the battle in the throne room with Kylo and Rey fighting together is, the scene afterwards of them conflicting is maybe one of the best Star Wars scenes of all time. And that's what Star Wars does so brilliantly, is the climax after the climax, which I'm always talking about, which starts here. This is great! I love love the end of Rogue One, and I like Rogue Wait, I love Rogue this. One Wait, more on. than I love. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just let's just acknowledge this. The Falcon is shot in the sand. He's got his arm around him with a big grin. I hate you. I know. 
So I'm going to make a big I'm sorry, uh, I'm statement sorry. here. I'm sorry. Uh, as you talk about, you know, comparing this to Rogue One, I would argue that this last 40 minutes is better than the last. I like Rogue One more than this movie for a bunch of different reasons. But the end of Rogue One is a little. No, don't hedge your bets. Say that you like no, this not, one better. No, 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 I respect saying, that. So the uh, and the end of the the real end, like the last five minutes of Rogue One, is better than the last five minutes of this. But the, in terms of the the, arc, it doesn't matter. The point is, there's the people like you and me who think this and Rogue One are clearly the best, and those no, no, who no, don't. Wait, 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 I'm comparing this to Rogue One, though. I think no, that's this what I'm saying. Arc no, no, I'm saying. With, with Darth Maul about to fucking come. I understand that, but what I'm saying, right. Sammy, is as we argue over these minutia of two unbelievable movies set in the original trilogy time, what I'm saying is the Star Wars fan base who are not assholes are divided between the anthology people, which are me and you, who love this in Rogue One, and the people who say Last Jedi is easily the best, and we're saga people. And I think that's this a healthy become- argument to have. I just want to point out that you and I are on the same side of this, even if our views of Solo and Rogue One are slightly different. Like We agree that these movies appeal more to us than the new saga movies. And I think that's interesting. That's all I'm saying. This will become... A cult classic of Star Wars. Like the history of this will be more important and more looked upon than than the the other two. Fuck fuck them. Then the rest of Star Wars. I'm an Ella. Well, I'm not kidding. Okay. You can keep telling yourself that. He's like, I love you. I might be the only person in the galaxy who knows what you really are. Yeah, look at this look. So sexy. What's that? She touches him. The good guy. Yes. Yes. Han Solo's a good guy. That's why I love him, Simi. Because who's my favorite Star Wars character? Say it for the people. Who's my favorite Star Wars character? Princess Leia. Together? Princess, oh, Leia. Princess Leia. And in order for me to truly love Leia, I need to love Han. And I love Han here. All your I love, love the people like around Rey Han. Everything. All your love for Rey and Kira like, makes me forget about... Uh, like that, that no, like Leia's you the really, best. Like, oh, no, Leia, Leia's, Leia's the best. No, like no, your, no. your first, your bottom bitch, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm insanely attracted to these younger English women, but Carrie Fisher is the superior person all right, around. Right. Yes. yes. Bottom bitch. Yeah. They're, uh, here we go. Here we go. Simi, honestly, oh, dude, this, here's the Japanese music, Japanese folk music. This gave me chills, and then the scenes after this give me increasing chills as they start to work this together. This is hilarious. This is hilarious right here, though. Like, this is a great scene. So, yeah, I think this doesn't work at all, but I've earned so much goodwill with these characters at this point that I, I love it. I wouldn't have changed it for a bit, and that's why they didn't change it. I bet they looked at this in the editing room, and they're like, we probably should cut this. However, they're so lovable at this point. Let's just go with it. And I, I again, like 5% sloppiness if it makes it feel natural and I love the characters more, which is exactly what this is. It's hilarious. This is actually really funny. Like, this is, I think, where they nailed it. Like, versus, like, when they did the thing with the Star Wars, uh, with, where they throw the lightsaber, where Luke throws the lightsaber in Last Jedi. And, like, like that's what they were trying to do with that. And, like, this is where they fucking nailed it. Agree to disagree. 
I love that part. No, I mean, they nailed the funny part. Like, he fucked up right there. And that's the thing about Han. He's never... Han, like, throws a handful of grenades at, the, pro- at okay. the problem. So why did she take off the mask here? Because she knows Ladies they're not Ladies and gentlemen, bad. gingers will rule the world. We will be your overlords after you have oppressed <laughs> us for so long. So start showing respect or you are going to be in major trouble because of people like this. She does look just I like Maya Rudolph, by the way. They look like sisters. It's crazy. I love her character, too. I love her character. She's like still boss. Like even though she like takes off the helmet, she's this cute little girl. And by little girl, I don't. I know she's a woman. I'm not trying to great women, but, but like she's a small. Dude, no one is worried. Girl. Everyone loves Emphis Nast. You don't have anything right. to worry about. Yeah. Right. Right. God, she's she's going to be on Game of Thrones too. or shit like that. Oh my oh, god, look at Kira. Kira, this is the thing, like Leia, you just put her in like a normal like sci-fi jumpsuit, still looks stunning. God, she's beautiful. Did I mention I I'm to- I dig Amelia Clark? I'm not sure that came through on the, the commentary. Okay, Simi. So who's now who's the true spark of the my rebellion? Is, is this open. the true spark my of the rebellion now? Is this the Death Star? What are they Oh no, that's Crimson Yeah. yeah. Crimson Dawn. But so is Jin now not the real spark? Now she's the spark? It's hard to know. Oh my god. Oh, it's like a plone clone. Oh look. Here's the thing. Every if, if I wasn't a movie. rebel guy, I would think this was totally excessive and be like, why is this in this, this movie? Dude, how old is Warwick? He's old, for especially for his size. But Simi, tell me, from a dramatic standpoint, why you need this part of the movie. I think I you do. Her. I'm just curious what your opinion is. I love this arc, and I love her. But for Han, I think- why do we need this for Han now? I mean, it shows his true character. It shows it, 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 it. It's the true arc between him and Beckett, and Beckett's a fucking scumbag, and he's a good guy. This is real. When you read the really Star Wars mainline comics with Han and Leia, you start to understand this stuff also a lot more. He's way more sympathetic than that. Leia is ruthless. I think at the end of the day, he. I don't want to use the word loves, but respects Beckett and loves the knowledge that he's teaching him through this whole shit. But in the end, he like, he's not Beckett, you know? And Beckett thinks he's his little disciple. And Han's like, I get you, motherfucker. Here it is. I- he's going to try and help you. Boom. She nails it. I told you. She's in admiration of him right. the whole time, even though she knows in the end she's going to have to do something not, no one's going to be happy about. Well, she's the man... That's the man she loves, and she knows him. So why doesn't she even try and get away from Darth Maul? Just out of pure fear? We don't see it. We never see pure fear from her, ever. Well, I think she's a different person. I think she's not... Mm-hmm. I, she can still love Han and be like an evil, crazy motherfucker. I think conservative men don't like the fact that Star Wars women never show fear. There you go. I just said it. Star Wars women, I mean, wherever their capabilities, 
will fight to the death and they it. never show fear. No, I honestly think so. We, we've well, acknowledged that she's been essentially show. raped by Dryden Voss, and here she is standing tall. Also, that they show like general strength, like and and like bossness and like equality Tattooing. in terms of roles and in all the movies. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that would be a great fucking poster. Mm-hmm. The two of them right there that they just did that quick shot. Uh-huh. I want that poster. Hey, Sammy. Uh, by the way, you remember the time like eight months before it happened? I predicted both time travel and the Siege of Mandalore on the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. I'm writing that book so quickly because now I'm behind the fucking curve because it's out there and it's not just me. So I'm like, tick, 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 tick. I'm like five chapters in. I'm trying to write as quick as possible. <laughs> it's like the natural like progression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the but, way, but reading I, I it, was, it's so funny because she's Ahsoka's basically saying to Obi Wan about World Between the Worlds, not by that name, but essentially the same thing, which I wrote last year, and now I'm like updating everything. I'm like new lore and canon. Oh, look at that! Oh, that's beautiful. Goddamn. By the way, this end scene where Beckett leaves with the Wookiee at one second, with I call him the Wookiee, but when we leaves with Chewbacca, like him and Chewbacca would be a great like side story. Like their their give and take is awesome. Like when he was like, he's like they're holograms. You can't knock the pieces off. It's a fucking hilarious. This movie is much as about Han and and Chewie and God bless them. It's about him and Kira, and I really like how they do it. And if anything, I would have liked like fifteen percent more Kira, but I love what I got. As so I don't want to complain, it's not ungrateful. Because she is so in this role. Like, she is every role that she inhabits. And I really respect Kira's that. Kira is incredible. Kira is fucking incredible. But she doesn't have to be badass like Jin Erso, you know? Like, they don't all have to be badasses in the same mold. That's what's great about it. I'm sorry, but, like... <laughs> He's so scary. Oh, no. Real quick. What's... Is there no sequel to this? I don't know. I don't know, Sammy. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what the future holds in store or what may be ahead of us, but we will fight this together. Or are they just going to let the canon play out in other realms with Darth Maul? I think they should make a 12-episode, $150 million TV series with these characters. When I think it'll look just as good and we'll get a TV series out of it. By the way, this looks delicious. If you I like caviar and like, eggs, yeah. Yeah, dude. Who doesn't fucking like caviar and eggs? I never thought... Paul Bettany could be so unlikable, disgusting, and scary. Honestly, God bless him. I loved him in Knight's uh, Tale. I guess this little spin here, by the way, but not the full plan. This always happens to me with Star Wars and Marvel. I guess like eighty percent of the plan. I not the last twenty percent. <clears throat> I guess that's sort of the point. Look at him. He's already so disgusted and angry, and she knows it. Oh, no. What's his backstory? This is what we call world building here, people. (laughs) Oh, yes. I really Oh, it's fucking delicious. (laughs) Yeah, skinny guys can eat forever. Women never eat. They just chew. They, you'll watch women never like swallow food when they're eating on television or in a movie. Cause they got to do it over and my, over and over again. My buddy's a chef and he's made something like that. Only instead of an egg, it was creme fraiche. So fucking good. And like a little bit of 
stuff. So Han is actually a good guy, not a scoundrel, helps the rebellion, goes away to be a smuggler with Chewie until New Hope. So what happens between now and New Hope, my friend? It's not clear. I think he's always the same guy. What guy? He's never a scoundrel. We've never seen him be like an actual bad dude ever up till this point. He's an actor. He's an actor. He he. In the end, he has some alternative motive. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, Mal- Malcolm Reynolds will, makes no, way more he'll sense. Take some, he'll take some questionable jobs. He'll steal from people. He'll steal from the like you know. He's not a, as much. In the end, he becomes a Robin Hood, but he wasn't always like a pick and choose Robin Hood. I mean, if this wasn't playing on my sympathies for the rebellion, this would be eye rolling to an annoying degree. But I just don't care at this point. He's a good actor. This is great. Yeah, no, not Kira. Kira, it turns out, has a weak spot for you, and we will deal with that later. Oh my god! I love that. I love that Kira's openly foiled with him. That's important. Here comes the garage door. <laughs> ba ba ba! Hamage. No, you're not. You gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. You're bullshit. I just, <sighs> dude. Do they have really good? All these fucking <sighs> figurines would be great. Like. Star Wars figures. Yeah. I need to buy some of these. I mean, I can't. I, I'm going to have a child, like, just to buy them fucking Star Wars shit. They'll be like, why do you only buy me Star Wars toys? I'm like, because that's the only fucking thing you're allowed to play with. His character, all these guys look like fucking figurines. They do a great fucking job. Look at that. Oh, I love this. I love this arc. Oh, it's great. You like the the, fo- the fooling of the bad guys? What is that? What is that? That monkey from fucking Wizard of Oz. I think that's exactly what it is. Don't you fucking touch her. I think they needed to cast her in this role because she's mother of dragons and we know that she could kill him. I think that's why she was cast. So like, who can we cast so this doesn't feel too rapey? Amelia Clark. Cool. Let's she, do it. She's gonna be a bad guy, but she's the bad guy. Yeah, but she could kill him. He, she waits to kill him for about five minutes from here, but she could kill him right here if she wanted to, which is the point. <laughs> she's already thinking about serving Darth Maul, oh, who God, then goes solo. It just here's the problem, man. Is I predicted directly from this that this would lead to Siege of Mandalore, which it did. Uh, based completely on lore, I made this prediction. However, it's not clear what he does with Crimson Dawn in this entire criminal organization, but who fucking cares? Yep. God, he's a good actor. He's a Did good actor. Did you see actor. Edge of 17? You didn't see Edge of 17? No. It's like uh, the uh, Breakfast Club for Millennials, kind of, but it's fun. It's it, with Haley Steinfeld, 17. It's so funny. He's, oh, you got to remind me oh about God, this. It's I'm great. too into this right now. Oh, it's so great. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, baby. Woo! Emphasis Nest. That's my girl. No, that's but my like, ginger like baby the- right there. Woo! 
Yes, so yes, wait, rebellion. You don't like her weapon. You don't like rebel, her weapon, but like rebel yell. She, 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 oh, it's she's great. A big deal. It's fantastic. It looks like a halberd, which you don't even know what a halberd is. <laughs> it's all mustache swelling, but because Alden Ehrenreich keeps delivering great lines, I just never want it to end. To me, this is an unbelievably good and entertaining movie, but it's not a film in the artistic sense. But I'm a pretentious dick, so you should tell me as such. This is great. Big stuff. The spinning of the weapons that Woody gets is unbelievable how much he must have worked at that. (laughs) Yeah, he's turning on Dryden Voss. With Darth Maul. Oh my god. He's stealing Dude, from look, Darth Maul. Look how happy Amelia is about this. It's making her job so much easier. Here comes the three way fight, and boom. Boom. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's great. Uh, and let's not talk about Why what is- can defend against a lightsaber. I don't want to talk about it. I don't think about it. Can we talk? About- I don't want to talk about his lightsaber, but I want to talk about who he is. Like. Is he some sort of a fighter? No, he's like, like is you he know, a big deal. Or he's is he like our guy, guy who's the the plastic surgeon, probably experimented on himself. You know, so he's the guy at the end of the movie who shouldn't be that hard to kill, but for some reason is like giving them a run no, for the money. No, he's the gangster. He's the bad guy there to develop the good guys, which I am all about in movies like this. Look, I say of all the comic book movies, Simi, I like the team up the most, and almost all the Star Wars movies feel like team-up comic book movies even though they are not technically comic book movies nor team-up movies they feel like avengers movies and that's why i love them so much and that's why i love these so much and the villains like loki are there to develop the good guys and so i'm cool with it as long as we get good performance it's like ronin and guardians of the galaxy i gotcha i gotcha that makes sense i happen to like ultron like the character of ultron in ultron Look at her, man. I mean, come on. That is bad fucking ass samurai shit. Oh, you have never understand. Right? He's like, I've made her do terrible things to me and other people. And you're going, kill him, kill him. Right? You're going, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. So he, I mean, so it's just an expensive weapon he has there. Is that the point? He's not wielding the force. Here we go. No, he's got no force. I can't believe she didn't kill him there is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was the wrong move. No, I don't think that thing went defending as a lightsaber. I think it's just a electro-powered knife. Electro-blade. Oh! <laughs> Mother of dragon! Gets her talons into you, biatch! Yes. Ooh, I remember the first she, time I laid yeah. my eyes on Amelia Clark, I was like, this is the perfect woman. <laughs> Oh man, this is some of the best part coming up. Actually, not. It wasn't until episode seven of season one of Game of Thrones where she killed her brother, and I was like, "This is a perfect woman." <laughs> this is lying straight through her teeth. He's such an idiot, and that's why he's so paranoid about Leia, man. And that's why this sets up the Leia romance so great. Is this traumatizes him for a while? I think. Oh, it's so beautiful, but so fake. It's so sad. Again, 
un- can't fully understand why smile can't fully understand why this cast didn't bring people to the theater can't understand it, it is that That'd Jessica Jones reference she's not lying <laughs> she's Kilgrave at the end smile <laughs> I'm right behind you look at her god Neil Clark, you are in the Star Wars Female Badass Hall of Fame. Welcome, young lady. Welcome. Here's the ring. Here's the ring that leads to the future. That I called on my podcast before Solo, after Solo, Simi, I called the Siege of Mandalore. I'm thrilled we're getting it. This right. is a whole other uh, spinoff that I could imagine that I was telling you about. Yeah. I need some of that, I, I need some of that back pain medicine for all my back pain. Yeah, Here dude, we go. Just keep, keep slapping yourself on the I'm back. Slapping oh, on the back. Look at her strength. Oh. This is one of the coolest parts in the whole movie. Uh huh. Oh my god! They do it such a great job. Oh my! I'm trying to. Work. I'm trying to remember when I realized it was Maul. I, I don't know if I knew immediately. Now I knew, obviously. Oh. Oh my god. Oh man. It wasn't there? Right. It had been. Perhaps I could have saved him. She's lying. He's dumb. The only thing I don't like about this is that he turns his lightsaber on. That was a specific directorial decision they wanted to make. They're like, we need to ignite the lightsaber. And you know what, Simi? I'm not with you on this one. I'm with the, I'm with the director. So I wish they, he just would have grabbed his lightsaber the way he just did it, and that's it. He doesn't have to turn it on. Average audience member who didn't come to see this movie. You're right. Okay, fine. They should have had Sam Witwer play the whole thing, though. No Ray Park. No offense to Ray Park from 2000 Phantom Menace. God, they have to have something else after this. Yeah, they are. It's called the Siege of Mandalore, and they're bringing the Clone Wars back, man. That's what people have been begging for the whole time. That's exactly what this is. Oh, I love Woody. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. shit. Ron Howard had to fix George Lucas's stupid fix of his own non-mistake of Han shooting first. They had to do it here, but God bless Ron Howard for doing it. Oh, man. I love them together. That's his brother. Nah, he's just learning from them. This is kind of cool, though, about Solo, is that the fatherly figure here is such a big role. It never plays a role in his turning to being the good guy in the, the, the original trilogy. You know, it's kind of cool. I mean, Luke has Yoda and Obi-Wan, right? Han doesn't really have a guy like this, other than... Oh! <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's just fucking He doesn't awesome. even shoot first. He shoots zeroth. Like, he sh- <laughs> doesn't even let him get three sentences out he shoots him <laughs> and i love it how he doesn't let him die alone yep it's he the black panther thing yeah hey man well or or like what farva said you know it sucks to die alone yep you know 
the Valencorn. I was wrong about you. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm. It's a beautiful scene. There goes Kira. Maybe forever. Yeah. Maybe with his baby, his Ray or Kylo Ren. Well, no, we know Kylo Ren's with Leia. Wow. I mean, it's a whole fucking other thing, man. It's a whole fucking other thing. I just don't thing. need Han Solo producing Force babies. He's not a Force guy. That's not his thing. I do have to say, there's a bunch of times when there's he's like, I have a bad feeling about this, and it's always like, right? Yeah, that's like you and me. That's like you and me having a feeling about something. So we're in touch with the force too. I think we. I mean, I'd like Mm -hmm. to think I am. I think the main problem. Oh, I want this as like a. I want this poster, and I want Kira and uh, and uh, and Nest. Like, uh, Here, here's the problem, man. The problem is Americans like their plot thick and everything oh, was awesome. mostly predictable about this movie plot wise, except for the Emphis Nest st- stuff, which is why I love it. It makes me cry. It makes me happy. But other than this, people could predict almost everything happened with Lando, <laughs> with Woody's character. But, but, but that's not, not fair because it is a prequel. So, like, predicting what happens because you already know what happens in the future. If you knew the future, to predict the past isn't, like, the hardest thing in the world. Yet, at the same time, a fan like me got, like, totally re-understood. Look at all these young people of color showing the white boy the way. Oh, America needs to be great again, Simmy. We need the white man to be showing the way. (laughs) Give me a fucking break. These people of color Willow. don't know what they're talking about. This ain't America. Raina, we have to buy Willow. <laughs> I haven't seen Willow in years. That's a fucking great movie. Mad Mardigan. Willow off guard. Uh, Mad Mardigan. <laughs> you come with us, you know. We need warriors and leaders like you. Yeah, this, here's the spark of the spark of the spark of the rebellion, Simi, right here, baby. Oh. He's the best warrior in the village. It's Simi yes. in the book, in the original script. Young Jin Erso and Saw Guerrero were here. Oh. They're there somewhere. They're here. Right? They're somewhere here. Jin, it's here. I love you, Jin. Just enough to get by. That's a lot of money to shoot. Yeah, that's written. It's a great gesture. Don't lose that. <laughs> I love oh, it how, like, look at that smile. Oh. He's like, that's ours. You can you just tell I mean? when actors get along with each other, man. And the actors vibed on this entire film. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, yes. I love this ending. This is great. We got the second card game. Yes. Oh, and there's that cape I was telling you about that he wears. Oh, yeah. Or the shirt, I mean. The Havana look? Yeah. Yeah. And you're alive. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's great. It's so, the but same when, thing. but when, but when, then when Lando says, "I can't believe you showed your face here after the th- thing you pulled or whatever," like, what did Han pull that was so bad? Other than catching him cheating? No, he fucks with him the same way he just fucks with him. Yeah, I guess so. 
They just do. He does the fake. I'm gonna. I punch think you. they see each other again in the future before Empire Strikes Back, and that's why we need no, more movies. Pay, yeah. No, but I mean that's the that that's the same thing he does. Like Calrissian pays him back by saying, like Han. He was like he thought Han was gonna beat him up, and and then Han thinks he's gonna beat him up. So. Oh, this is great. I love this. They showed this in one of those teasers. This is hilarious. <laughs> This is the best. Up the coaxium. And the coaxium. She belongs with me. That's great. He puts the coaxium in there. He doesn't have the card. Uh oh. Right, but why would Lando acknowledge that he pulled something here since he's the cheater? There's nothing he can do. No, I think they meet again. They meet again. We'll see it in literature, if not in movies. They meet again before before Empire. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the in the previous scenes, I mean, he says, I never want to see you again, ever. And here they see each other. So I feel like they're going to see each other again. That's great. He stole the card. Fair and square, baby. Here we go. Great ending to the movie. It's just like Leia at the end of Rogue One. Ba 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 boom. The only thing that I don't like is this. Like, at certain points, it implies that like Han like blew a lot of his money because like just from that card game, like he left with that all that coaxium, all that money, and the ship. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's Han Solo, and here we go. That's a little cheesy where they both do the thing. I don't love that. All right. Very nice. Kasdan Kasdan family. Very nice. George Lucas, Kathleen Kennedy, Ron Howard, Allison Schirmer, everyone. Well done. Well done, people. That was fun, dude. That was a lot of fun. They give Phil Lord and Chris Miller executive producer credits, even though they fired them and completely retooled their vision as directors. They give them executive producer credits because you know what? That's what Disney does to their people. That's what they do. That's fair. And you know what? They didn't bitch at all. They they complimented Disney and said it was an amicable split, which, like with relationships, is never the truth, but they actually seem to pull it off in this case. Um, Is Disneyland paying $15 an hour yet? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I hope they do. It yes, doesn't it does. matter. Yes, you, it does. You, you, your kids aren't going to be old enough to experience that for years. So focus on the here and now, my friend. Yeah, but I'm going to go to Disneyland. For that <laughs> too. Well, I'm going to go to Universal Studios. I go to Universal Studios pretty regularly. All right, Timmy. So, so we avoided the question the entire time. Or maybe we didn't. No, so you ranked the new movies... No, we did. Well, I know you've last shot at the bottom in Then Force Awakens, but of the anthology movies, Rogue One and Solo, which do you have at number one? Oh, what do you mean? You mean all together? No, of the four movies. Oh, we talked about this. We said this already. I I have. uh, Oh, you have still Rogue One as number one. one. Okay, then Rogue One, uh, Solo. Okay, and then the uh, yeah, we talked about this. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I still have I, Force I Awakens ahead of this, but it's it's tough. It could easily flip. It could easily, easily flip. Um, but at the moment, I have Force Awakens ahead of this. I just feel like it flows a little bit more for me on, on rewatches, but that could definitely change. Um, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, Force Awakens is the only one I don't um, 
own and it's also like not on netflix so i mean like rogue one i don't own only because it's been on netflix forever i mean i think i feel like i'll buy it the day it leaves netflix probably and i'll feel like an idiot that i didn't watch it enough but i own um, one on every <laughs> platform possible yeah but no, I, hear you, I, mean, I hear you i hear you i mean i just didn't yeah you know I, I it's just been on netflix for so fucking long so i just so here's the thing here's anyway. the thing Solo didn't get a ton of eyes on the screens in the initial release, but the people who saw it loved it. And it was mostly like hardcore fans who loved the backstory when all signs should have put it, pointed to them hating all of this backstory. And I think it says something great about Star Wars fans. I think it's an oversaturation in the, in the general sense of pop culture, like in terms of like the masses and blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. It's just how it turns out. The, I, the reality is, it's a great. It's a great movie. There's yeah. There's some incredible actors in this movie. Like I think it's going to be looked upon as like a real incredible movie uh, mm-hmm. as, as part of the genre and in, in, in the future. I think here's part of the problem, though, buddy. Of the original three, who's the main character? Luke Skywalker. Who's had the most books written about her? I think we know the answer to this. Princess Leia. Leia, because she's the most interesting and complex in terms of her and her family. And so as great as this movie is, I still think Luke and Leia remain the more interesting figures, and that might be part of the problem, was their feeling like people want a Han Solo origin story right away. Right. And, and they way over-delivered with quality in this movie. But I think that was, they did, you know, when you combine it with the release date and blah, 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 it was like, do people really need the Han Solo origin story? And the answer for real fans, you know, hardcore fans was yes, for the most part. But, you know, I mean, for, for a, a Star Wars a movie to lose money is unprecedented, and, and it has to be taken into a, effect, a, account here. So, so something I, I'd like to say. Yes. Um, when I grew up, uh, uh, Terminator 2 <laughs> was a much bigger release, as we were talking about. When we uh-huh. grew up, I grew up. When we grew up, Terminator 2 was a much bigger release than Terminator 1 because, oh, yeah. because of the following of Terminator 1. So I saw Terminator 2 in fifth grade as like a special exception to watching our movie because it was Me such too. a big deal yep. because of the technology and because of like what they were doing in Terminator 2. Um, but I had never seen Terminator 1. So so then you go back and you see Terminator 1 and you see how good of a movie Terminator 1 is. It's really way better. Yeah. It's, and it's really a better movie. Yeah. And, it's and, like and, Alien is better than Aliens. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. But it's better for different reasons. It's not better because of special effects. Terminator 2, in terms of special effects, like was breaking barriers and, and doing cool things, which is pretty cool. Sure. But, 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 but Terminator 1, like for what they were doing and, and, and the, the level they were doing it at was pretty intense and pretty incredible. And uh, they were working with what they had. It was like a true science fiction movie of the time where they didn't have as much technology and as much sci-fi like uh uh cgi and, and special effects at their at their fingertips so but but it's a better movie so so that's my point i think i think people will go back they're gonna watch as part of the genres they'll watch like all the episodes you know what i mean like someone will tell them like like they'll box set like all the episodes and they'll exclude you know 
Solo and Rogue One or something like that, like from some box set thing you buy. And but no one's going to exclude that deal. because that's what the fans love. I mean, <clears throat> no, but they'll do this, it. No, they'll but do no, it. but Simi, 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 between you and the three guys from the Saga Continues podcast who have all either interviewed once or numerous times, or Kyle, who I'm interviewing next week, much more listened to podcasts than mine. Those three guys are great and born in our same generation. Only Tim likes The Force Awakens better than Rogue One and the Solo movie. Everyone from our generation likes these anthology movies better. No, I know, I know. I'm just talking about like what's okay. going to happen Okay. Target yes. or Walmart sure. or whatever sure. is going to package... You know, what's well, it's great, all going to be on the Disney streaming you know, channel anyway, so it really makes zero difference. Know, yeah. Well, it's not true though. Like, so when you go to buy these things, they're not always no going to have them. like act. Well, I, I don't you don't know. buy them; you buy digital files. That's what I'm saying. But you buy a digital file, so right. so okay. So like when I bought Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I bought all seven of them, and I got a discount. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say, and that's how they'll package them, and they'll leave those two out. You know, and they'll leave them out because it's like not like clean and crisp as part of the series or whatever. But the reality, I think, when people will go back and they'll buy that as an a la carte purposefully because it's such a good movie. That, that's what I'm getting at. Inevitably, it's going to be this this additional thing that's actually better than some of the movies. Like people will 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 buy all one through eight. Because there, because like, there's going to be this whole new world of people who are getting into Star Wars because of what Star Wars is now. Think about it like that. You know they what I mean? Are. Like little girls right, and boys right, are getting into point. it right now. That's my point. So, and then there's going to be a whole other generation of people who are getting into Star Wars. So, as mm-hmm. they get into it, they're going to package and present mm-hmm. and brand all these all these different Star Wars things together, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll make all these like a Star Wars movie like as one a la carte package and then they'll make one through nine or whatever as another like like package to sell you on the movies and that's my point so they're gonna they're gonna do it like that and they'll leave these out but the value will really be in rogue one and uh rogue one made a billion dollars i'm not leaving that out of leaving that of anything there, in the end, Rogue One was up. way closer to Last Jedi than it was to Solo. I mean, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was only a couple hundred million dollars from Last Jedi. It was way above Solo. Uh, every time we talk, I'm gonna just put on Rogue One before I fucking like. I mean, look, I, look, I mean, dude. I, my feeling never changes, which is that I'm thrilled with everything that Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm are doing. I love the cartoons. I think again, what they did with Solo shows what they can do on television. Sh- big budget television shows which i think is good for all of us with uh-huh. the mandalorian other shows going forward and serializing it and lots of aliens and lots of worlds and like they can do great stuff game of thrones level stuff but as a straight up f- epic film there is no way rogue one is touched by the new movies no, <laughs> in, in my opinion but the thing close. is the reason i have the force awakens above solo is it does have the jedi stuff and there's enough great Ray and Kylo and you know Han Solo and and Leia stuff in that movie to you know to get me over the hump on it, but it's it's close, it, it's absolutely close because those two movies because Force Awakens and um, Solo are competing as Star Wars movies, whereas you know for me yeah. one is just like a film in the Star Wars universe that I fucking think is brilliant, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it's close. The Last Jedi is clearly. 
Dude, I have friends thinking that Ryan Johnson, even though they promised him a trilogy post The Last Jedi, may never direct a, 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 a Star Wars film again, just based out of public relations. And I would like to deny that that would ever be the case, but I'm having trouble at this point completely disputing that uh, prediction. You know, uh, I I think there's going to be a lot of time, and it's such a brand now to say yeah. that someone's going to be excluded. That's true. It's just fucking obtuse. That's true. So, That's true. He's been uh, a loyal soldier. He put his heart and soul into it, and I think he's got his... I, I wouldn't want that, by the way. Even though all my problems last year, I wouldn't want that. I want like, Ryan Johnson to get another, another shot, but maybe just give him a movie and see how it goes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Maybe just one. This was great, dude. This was great. I think we, I think we did it all. I can't wait to uh, uh, really cover some uh, Clone Wars. And yeah, we're Rebels getting right back and, into it, buddy. So I don't know if it's next yeah. week or the week after, but we, why don't you tease real quick the next arc to, uh, to the listeners or the next arc or two you and I can tease together. So we got the Luminar arc and then we got the first Satine arc. So uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, for the business listeners, because people are loving this shit, so we're going to keep doing it for them. So go ahead. Uh, the Luminar arc is pretty great with the with the apprentice and the and and, and stuff with our girl mm-hmm. Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. the whole give and take with uh, who Anakin and Ahsoka are versus who Luminar and uh, her apprentice. Uh, um, help me out, Barris. Barris, God, Barris is so important. You threw me for a loop, though, because like, I'm, I'm no, all No, I forget all like, the time, too. I forget all the time. And and literally, I'm not even kidding you. I just turned on like Rogue One like as we're chatting, so I wasn't even thinking about this shit. But anyways, so like the whole give and take with Barris and, and, and Luminar and, and who they are as Apprentice and uh, Master and the whole thing about how who Ahsoka and Anakin are as uh, Apprentice and Master. So, you know, gain into... Um, this competition. Did you really slash... just turn on Rogue One? Yeah. Oh no, totally. I'm gonna have to watch it. Fuck! I can't be out yeah. Rogue One by I'm you, about, you motherfucker. God damn it! I'm about to have dinner and watching Rogue One. That's what's happening. <sighs> so it's happening to clean my household, right? right I think Rogue One still has the sexiest cast. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love the scenes. Uh, I can't wait for Saw. Anyways, uh, man. Oh, we, we got to do. Oh, we're gonna get to Andron and the Sawthon, but first we got Luminar and Barris, and then we got the first Mandalore arc. Where, dude, after three, four thousand years of Mandalorians being warfare-seeking, you know, like soldiers, fucking Satine turns them into pacifists and, like, you know, temporarily makes them actually like pro peace and shit because of her fucking political power. And Obi Wan respects the shit out of it, and it's awesome. So. So. Oh, Stardust. Anyways, <laughs> this is lovely. Hey, All man. right, buddy. I love you, Sammy. Thank you so much, dude. Any, any final thoughts about your boy Solo? You like how this turned out in the end? Hey, I, I mean, I feel like you could make another three movies on it. Like, it's a, you could make mm-hmm. a franchise after it with the whole Darth Maul ending, and there's like a cliffhanger. Like, to, like to have this be no, the there's no cliffhanger. Load. The Darth Maul thing was specifically to set up the Siege of Mandalore, which I called and which they are now executing. Yeah, okay. I know, but like, you could just do a whole other movie. I'm just oh, saying I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I can see what you're you saying. Could, yeah. You could, you, you could make a whole Lord of the Rings. I mean, the way you make movies these days and how quickly it happens. Like, I hear you. You know. The sky's the limit. 
I absolutely hear you, man. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we should figure out what our next non-Star Wars um, commentary is going to be. Because we've talked about yeah. many such potential candidates in this category. So I think we need to do like an arc of Clone Wars. Uh, and oh, no. Like we're going to continue to do Clone Wars for sure, no matter what. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, in the near future, I think what we should oh, put okay. on our agenda is maybe like uh, that plus a uh, plus a like a, a matrix maybe or something like that to really okay. like veer off or or or, or like uh, two series of, of of Clone Wars and then a matrix but maybe that's the maybe that's the uh, the, the the veer. Right. But what do you what do you think? I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about. It. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll All figure right, something dude. Out, this dude. was lovely. This All was, right, this, brother. This was incredible. Oh man, oh, that's such a great inspiring. movie. So fun. Yeah, man. Love it, dude. Lots Love it. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Let's talk soon. Talk soon. Peace Thank out, you, guys. Bizzlecast listeners. Peace out. Thank you for listening. We'll be back at you soon. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out. Yum yum! Oh, oh, oh. I told me Toby Chicken.